Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his Absolutely. tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? Yeah. Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's <laughs> a true happy ending now live from the brewing network studios in northern california this is the radio program for home brewers craft brewers beer lovers and beer geeks it's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well expert drinkers this is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be back and alive. <laughs> Which is the, is that in order of importance? Yeah. It is? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be home. It's right. Be. Doc, Beardy, and I back from the desert. Oh, that's right. We made it. That was a good one. I'm glad to hear that you, one of you three, wasn't one of the ones who ran into the Burning Man, Burning Man, and died. I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, no, there's a couple times I was worried about you. It's like <laughs> touching the eye of God. <laughs> I just thought it was a shitty way to go. I, yeah. yeah. Well, especially he didn't even die in the man, he died in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, people were trying to say like, oh, it, you know, it's quick because like your nerves all get singed Fuck quickly right. and shit. Nope. You and, know what's quick? And maybe a... that's true. First of all, I don't think that's true. No. But yeah. let's just assume for a second it is. Right. No, that fucker died twelve hours later. Yeah. Right. Well, also, just the, the 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 sentence is stupid. Your nerves get singed. Well, that hurts. So <laughs> yeah, it's quick, but it fucking hurts. Yeah. You ever well, cauterized anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hurts yeah. until it doesn't. Right. Right. Real quickly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt is a 22 up the, yeah. up the fucking chin. <laughs> I, I get nervous around any open flames. And that's a big open flame. Well, you are a tinderbox. Yes, right. Yeah, you can go up any time. Yeah, I'd be on fire before I even got into the, the pile of rubble. Absolutely. I'll need more to grab trying to <laughs> keep you out of there. It's just such a dumb thing to do. And now, yeah. now they'll... We'll make all sorts of regulations about it. They'll put fences around everything. And you know my opinion on this stuff. I, I figure 
we're better off without you. That's if true. You, if you do that sort of thing, you, you run in, whether it's just because you're depressed or not, honestly, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're better off yeah, without the gene you. Pool moment. Also, I don't even think that's the case with that guy. I think this was one of those cases where he, like, was all zonked out on whatever and was Probably. like, I'm going to go see God. And then yeah. it's like, well, then even more so. Yeah. yeah. You know? Why, why go in and get him? Good riddance. He, he got himself in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let him hang out yeah. there. Let him be. Yeah. I'm going to go summon the king. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> also, they kind of fucked him over by getting him out because he probably would have been dead within 30 seconds. And instead, he fried. Then yeah. they bring him out and he lives for <laughs> another 12 hours yeah, like well, that. The poor fuck. Looking like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> and alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In that order. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a great show for you today, as usual. It is brought to you by the fine folks over at More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and check them out, and they bring you this session and every session we do. Have been for years. You can get uh, all kinds of great things over at morebeer.com. Pretty much uh, everything you need. In fact, uh, I still kind of solely shop at more beer because it's easy and they have everything i need so go check them out today on the program we've got cloudburst brewing out of seattle washington uh in the studio with us steve luke is here hey steve hey how's it going good thanks for being here man thanks for having me did you come down for seattle from seattle just for this show or you had something else to do just for this no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit to do. Yeah. yeah what were you down here for uh, I had a wedding uh, okay. outside Paluma, and then I wanted to see my old boss's old new to him digs yeah. uh, in downtown uh, San Francisco, too. Which so. brewery is that? Magnolia. Oh, yeah. Great brewery. Yeah. So you saw the new, uh, over the dog patch, the new digs down there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I hear that they... Um, the new New Belgium brewing company. Yes. 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 Yeah. Is it? I thought it... W- I didn't realize it was a New Belgium. New Elysian. Elysian. Yeah, they don't have. I don't right. think they actually have a real name just yeah. yet. But it's it's New Belgium. It's Dick Cantwell from Elysian, and then it's Garrett from uh, Udbeersel. Ah, uh, so oh, three right. people invested in Magnolia Correct. to keep Magnolia going. They're not changing Magnolia's name. They're not changing. I don't. Yet. Yeah, they're keeping. They're like consolidating <laughs> all the milds and bitters to maybe like one mild and one bitter. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then some new things too. They're going to be installing a cool ship. Um, okay. Uh, and and they, I think they have like six voters on the way, kind of a thing in a separate space. Nice. Okay. So there's going to be some other brewing going on in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. And but we don't know what that company is called yet. Correct. Got it. Okay. All I had heard was that yeah, that Dick Cantwell had gotten involved to to help out Dave McLean there at Magnolia, who has a great product and a great brand. Just got himself into a little bit of trouble with the amount of money they spent on that new brewery. Yes. And so I had only heard that they were working on helping him with that. I didn't hear about this other brewery part. That's exciting. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's that's a lot of brewers in, in one, yeah. one building, so... True. Uh, a lot of egos there. <laughs> yeah. It could get weird. A lot of ideas. Yeah. And Dave, he, he's so passive, too. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Turn up the dead. How many fucking, <laughs> how many duck hearts can we put in it? That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Duck hearts and banjo solos. That's yeah, my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the studio. We're happy that you came here to visit us. Um, we're changing the format just a little bit tonight. We're going to get, we're going to dive right into um, the story of Steve and Cloudburst Brewing because he's got a flight to catch uh this evening so uh we're going to reverse things a little bit which means we've already got uh your beer in our glass and we'll talk about that um in just a second but first uh, give us a little bit of your of your background now now you're the founder of of cloudburst but i was sort of looking 
through your, your resume, and you've worked at a ton of great breweries in your relatively short career, to be honest. What, 12 years, something like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I started, uh, you know, sweeping floors at Allagash Brewing in between junior and senior years of college out there. And I uh, had such a great time uh, with that crew that kind of decided that I wanted to stay in the industry ever since. So Okay. Um, and, yeah, some breweries uh, lasted longer than, than others, and I think, like most people kind of do as far as fits fits go. But, um, but yep, Allagash gave me my first job. I was washing kegs at Captain Lawrence Brewing Company in Pleasantville, New York. Nice. Took a job with Harpoon for about a year on the, on the marketing side. Realized they hated the marketing side. Okay. <laughs> uh, went back to production with Allagash, and they taught me how to, how to brew. I worked my way up onto the brew deck there. Great. Uh, then took a head brewing job in Connecticut at a small pub. Um, Cambridge, of Harvard. Right? Yeah, Cambridge House Brew Pub. I know this place. They make good beer. Yeah, they make really good beer there. Yeah. And then uh, from there, moved, moved west. Okay. So, um, so yeah, prior to starting Cloudburst, I was at Elysian for about five years. Okay. Um, kind of running their smaller uh, experimental 10 hectoliter system. Got it. Were you there? How long ago did they get bought out? No, I can't even remember. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I was there. Uh, I was there when that happened, and we kind of had an inkling something was going down uh, just before. You did. Um, and at that point, I was already raising capital for my own project. But uh, okay. once that sale went public and we, we started you know, sitting down with suits, it was... Uh, it became clear that I need to finish raising capital and get the hell out of there as, as soon as I could. So Got it. And Cloudburst is in Seattle. So after all that moving around, East Coast to West Coast, everything, it sounds like you really liked the Seattle scene. Yes, yes. Okay. Seattle's home. That's home now. Okay. Was it home before and you went back? or No, no. I'm okay. from New England. Okay. Got um, it. So it became home. It became home. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think now it, the landscape has changed, but even, you know, back in the... In 08 and 09, I mean, New England, the scene in New England hadn't really developed due to a lot of, like, the distribution laws. So there weren't a lot of small small producers even when I was out there, and it was kind right. of starting to get there. But you could see, I mean, Maine in particular, they've got a great craft beer scene um, now. But 10 years ago, you know, you had to sign on with three distributors in, in Portland to kind of get your product out there. You couldn't self-distribute, and it, and it really kind of stunted things. For yeah. <laughs> Trying to make money that way. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought that to the table because I was. I always used to think, even back in the um, maybe about five years or so after we started. I'm from Connecticut too, and so I'd go back and visit though, and you know, it seemed like breweries were popping up everywhere except New England, and it was always so strange. I actually thought it was the market. I thought maybe there's a lot of there was a lot of bad beer being drank in New England, but you know, when I was a kid, and probably even still. And I thought that was the cause. I didn't realize it was uh, a lot of the distributor issues. Yeah, I think that. I mean, that and, and kind of that mentality. I mean, you, you see it in, in Seattle and, and Denver and Portland, Oregon, that these people really, people that live there really take pride in things that are made there and things yeah. that are independently owned and, you know, supporting small businesses because I know that guy or that, you know, I'm neighbors with him. And I that didn't really... That feeling didn't really exist when I was brewing in New England. Okay. And I think it does now. And I think, you know, uh, that's a lot of people. It's great. Support small businesses and locally independently owned things. But New England always seemed a little bit smaller uh, 
or at least like slower to kind of catch on to that trend. Just okay. growing up there, I don't know. Like yeah. my parents didn't give a shit about like if something was made down the street when I was growing up there. No, and now my... they do. But you so know. Vermont's obsession with Vermont is new within the last. 10 well, years. yeah, Vermont might be. Vermont's the exception. You can't oh. even say Vermont without giving him a dollar. I think. Oh, <laughs> checks in the mail. Yeah, Sorry. Bernie Sanders collects it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At your door. (laughs) (laughs) Vermonters are are certainly different, though. I feel like you can't, I mean... They will kill you. Or maybe it's... Maybe it's yeah. <laughs> They'll knit you a fucking sweater. Would, that would you say about tight. Vermont? Yeah. Yeah. Don't say anything bad about Vermont. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So Seattle's home now, and how long has Cloudburst been open? Uh, we've been open. We opened the tasting room January of 2016, so almost two years. Nice. Uh, it's, you know, in a small 120-year-old building just north of the market. Uh, we sourced a lot of things, as many things used as we could. So I'm on a used, oversized 10-barrel brew house. Uh, but all of our tanks are 15s and 30s. Okay. Some are used, some are not, some are, some are new. Um, just because I was sourcing, I was looking for a used 15-barrel brew house. And uh, it was hard to find, and this 10-barrel one opened up in our home state. So kind of just... So what, took will, that deal. You, will you brew twice to fill them up sometimes? Or what? So, yeah, so right now we're fairly inefficient because our 15-barrel tanks are filled with 10 and our 30-barrels fermenters are filled with 20. 20 and, I see. You know, it's just two of us in the, in the, on the production side. So it's myself and another brewer, and okay. um, we do everything from, you know, rock, paper, scissoring over who gets to, to wash kegs to, right. um, you know, all the fun stuff in between, so... And you mentioned raising capital. Do you, do you mind if I ask them? You know the methods just for our listeners. That, oh, that for sure. Yeah, that? I love talking about it because I mean, as a brewer, you know, you don't. I never made more than forty grand ever in a year, right? Um, and so you have no savings. Uh, yeah. And so it's really hard for a brewer to start a brewery when you're like, I have no, I have nothing, no money, nothing. <laughs> you to, have the opposite of savings, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have debt. <laughs> yes, lots of it. Yeah. Uh, and so, but but luckily, with my position at Elysian, I had created beers that you know, became successful and, and were, you know, built up and distributed. So I could point to people like, oh, I made this beer and I made that beer. And, okay. You had a resume. I had a resume. And and so um, I ended up selling 36% uh, equity of the company to about 18 uh, investors that okay. were all, you know, friends of friends and, and uh, things like that. So no one really owns more than like 4% other than myself. It's like 60 you know, four percent. So, got it. Um, just to kind of diffuse the power, a, a sort of seeing seeing what went down with that Elysian buyout certainly kind of changed uh, the way I wanted to structure my company, and, and you know, so that no one else has a say. Yeah, on the beer, on the product side, or on the operation side, and the business side, it's kind of like smart. So, um, so I raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars that way. And you know, most of it was like ten to twenty thousand uh, dollar investment. Okay. Um, and then turned around with that cash on hand and took out an SBA loan for $350,000. Now, that's what I was going to ask, if, if that sort of loan is even available, because those are hard to get, too. I guess yeah. if you have a lot of equipment, that, that's the type of funding they like to do. The, the banks like assets, yes. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, at, at the end of the day, they can say, you're not doing well, and at least like we can resell this and get our, our money back. Yeah. You can burn everybody else that you've been dealing with, but yeah. they're, uh, they're first in line. Yeah, yeah. We tried to get a loan for our second hop grenade, 
thinking, and we had two years of profitability here, and we went to the same bank that we use. I mean, just everything looked great. And even the asshole, you know, is helping us fill out the paperwork. He's like, oh, I'm telling you, everything looks great. And at the end, they were like, nah, nah we're not going to do it. And we, we were really, it was kind of boggling to us because we thought, well, well, we kind of lined up all the things you said, like we've got enough years of, of financials, um, you know, you can see what we do, the whole thing. And anyway, the bottom line was uh, we don't, there's not enough assets in a bar. You know, like even our the cold box doesn't move anywhere. Like we don't have shit, and and without recoverable assets, we they they just won't touch. Everything's nailed down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but hey, okay. So great. So you were able to get an SBA loan, small business loan, right? Yes. Okay, which is subsidized somewhat, lower interest rates and all that, or what? Yeah, interest rate was uh, was around six percent. Okay. and since then, we've actually been able to roll that over into like a, a conventional uh, loan with our bank. And, and luckily, our bank was uh, was Elysian's old bank too. So it's not like they were unfamiliar with the industry and got it. The you know the operating costs and, and stuff like that. So we we really benefited from having a relationship and having them actually like you know know what's going on uh, as a brewery yeah. uh, opens. And so now you know our interest rate is uh, mid fours, and we took it from a ten year to a seven year and. and Great. Um, we, we really lucked out with with the bank. That well, the bank had a good experience when the uh, the Legion deal went through. They got their money, right? Yeah. They actually are, they actually were kind of bummed about it because you so know they, they, they were paid off quick. Yeah, yeah. The loan was instantly paid off. You know, and you know they had, lost all that interest. Uh huh. Yeah. So you started the company with just about six hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand dollars, and I mean, we 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 ran out of money right before we we opened up, as as most places do. Yeah. Um, and we had you know. Uh, an angel come in to kind of foot us uh, another like low interest loan just to kind of get open, and we've we just paid off the last payment on that. Okay. So, um, and at that point, was it like we're like ready to go? We just can't even afford raw ingredients. It was at that it was, kind of end. It was more that it, it was getting closer than I wanted to get. Um, I mean, and part of it was the contingency budget. You know, you always have this contingency budget, and and when you're in the industry for that long, you you have a general, a, a pretty solid idea of what things are going to be costing you all, all the way out. But yeah, um, in our old building, we knew we were going to be taking a risk with, you know, being in this space that might might have some secrets, um, you know, lying below. And it turned out that the slab that um, most of our building is on is, you know, 60 years old and not not load-bearing. It can't handle, you know, full 30-barrel fermenters. So we had to, wow. you know, cut and haul it all out. The entire slab, basically. All the load-bearing slabs. So about okay. half of the square footage of the building. Okay. And you're like, well, there goes my $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into this floor. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we, I mean. It's always the goddamn floor. It's always the, yeah, you never think about the floor. (laughs) Until it drops out and you're like, fuck the floor. Yeah, it's always the floor. Ours, too, we had to rip this whole stupid floor out. I don't even know why. It's always the floor. And you got a better one, too, huh? Bunch of fat customers. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's your contingency. (laughs) So there's that. So I don't know. You know, a lot of people say one of the main reasons for businesses, you know, startup businesses for failing is because they, they're up, they they run out of money and they get open and they try to make things work without having enough flexibility in those first no couple months. Cap. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it's like, let's just take a step back and, and try to get a last chunk of $50,000 just so no paychecks are bouncing and we're going right. to be able to buy, buy grain and we're going to be able to pay rent and, um, and things like that. And it, it just, just came together just in the time. Perfect. Okay, so you got brewing, 
And, uh, man, I was looking at your website. I want to talk about the beer in our glass here in a second, but you made like a million beers in the last two <laughs> years. I mean, look, I'm just, guys, you don't even have to read it. I'm Literally, just gonna probably. Keep, I'm just going to keep scrolling, yeah. still scrolling, still scrolling, scrolling, and scrolling. All those are beers? Those are all beers. It, well, it's, they're listed under past beers. So you've got, uh, you've got current beers. Uh, present beers on tap. Uh, by the way, you can go to cloudburstbrew.com. Cloudburstbrew.com. Check it out. Then you've got your future beers section, which is about the size of most people's, like, <laughs> just menu. Current beers, yeah, yeah. on tap. I mean, then you've got past beers, and that's what I'm talking about, where you've just made a lot of different beers over the couple years. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that has a slant up towards, like, you didn't have a hop contract, so you just made different beers because you had different hops all the time. Yeah, I mean, well, we have we have lots of hops on contract, too many hops on contract, like most oh, people do oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, to me, it, to us, it was kind of more of this by design. Like this was from what I was doing at Elysian Fields was always coming up with new recipes that was kind of keeping it fresh. And um, in Seattle and, and in the market as a whole, you know, now there's there's not so much loyalty anymore, and people always oh, yeah. walk into probably here and say, "Well, what's new? What, what's, yeah. what haven't I tried yet?" Yeah, and so. And and that includes ourselves, and and so when we were kind of con- thinking of the concept, it ended up being like, well, why don't we just, you know, never really do anything twice, um, with the exception of one, our our slightly bastardized German Pilsner. We always keep that on tap because myself and our other brewer came from a production background, and at least we get one beer back, you know, every two months to to tweak and uh, improve upon it and kind of get it exactly where we wanted at that time. Because, okay. you know, you do miss uh, oh, yeah. making something consistent uh, over you, and over again. Or if you just nail one that you love and right. you're like, well... But that's the beauty. I mean, it's nice to take to take something away that you loved or other people loved and, they, and people just say, what the fuck? Like, yeah, oh. so, so. yeah, be nice to us. Maybe we'll put yeah. it back. Oh, Steve's remember when you were happy? Right in here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we just take it away from you for no reason. <laughs> Yo, you like that? Give it back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it always tripped me out when, when you know, brewers, like home brewers, are used to making a million beers, right? They open a, a production brewery and they become, you know, successful and they brew six beers. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And maybe a seasonal. This is like maybe like late nineties, early two thousands, whatever. And it's like that to me in my head. I was like, that's got to be confining. Yeah. And and I think that the way Steve's doing it, like the, that's the spirit of home brewing as we know it, where we're just making a bunch of shit. I mean, what did you want that week? The, yeah, the first five years of, of of probably everybody home brewing, you never made the same beer twice. As you go you, in the you shop, brewed oatmeal stout for seven years. <laughs> uh, not <laughs> sort of. I mean, it took me it took me about four or five years to like go. You know what I'm going to do instead of making pale beers? Okay, is try to figure this John out. So you, yeah, you had that beginning phase too, where you just made everything. Yeah, and I think everybody does because you're you're excited about it. And to yeah. me, that just it. it it smacks of a lot of passion, um, and you know, except the fucking na- bone clouds and harmony, bone clouds and harmony. <laughs> that's, that's passion, that's right pretty there. Good. <laughs> that was a collaboration brew with Boneyard Brewing. Out oh, okay. Nice. So, did uh, you listen to a lot of Bone Thugs when I mean, you were? We did. And the funny thing brewing, with, you have to, you have to, you have to. But the funny thing with Boneyard is they have, you know, they have notorious. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah. But they're, mm-hmm. You know, they've got notorious, uh, and they've got Suge Knight, and so they have these like rap themed. Beers and so do we. But then you talk to Tony. He's like, I don't, I don't know what where these beers. He names doesn't come even from. know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, the brewers just name it, and like that's kind of where it goes. Nice. Uh-huh. 
I do like that under your Pilsner, which is called Happy Little Clouds, you actually list it as a bastardized German Pilsner. Yes. Uh, yeah. What Thank is you. bastardized about it? Uh, I mean, the hot, so the hot bill, I mean, it's still, uh, we started, we build it with, you know, Magnum and Saz and, uh, and then we kind of, in the later edition and dry hop, it's feathered in with some newer German hops, uh, a little bit of mandarina and melon, and then some newer, uh, U.S. hops, some laurel and just like a, a kiss of mosaic. Just, it's just slightly fruitier on the hop. Okay. Uh, front, but it's still it's a bright beer. I mean, you can see most of the beers we have right now are hazy, but yeah, it's a it's a bright beer that still tastes like like a pilsner, but um, you know, it's not just straight like lemon zest and and spice. Okay. Um, from noble hops, it's just got a, a touch. Got different. it. Yeah. And that, before we talk about the first beer in our glass, I just, Tasty did have a good point about the you know hop contracts when you do different beers like this. Do you do you not worry so much then about making sure you have a, a ton of any one variety of hops, or or do you still make big contracts like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, so part of our contracts, you know, I I I, I st- started I signed our first contract before we even had a brew house, just you know seeing how that had happened and in fact when i was in connecticut it's like the hop crisis happened and okay and you know you're like oh I, i'm paying 27 dollars a pound for cascade right now um and so the goal was always to contract like 80 percent of your projected usage and then give yourself 20 percent free that was that was at least like my goal so you, so you but i mean yeah citra mosaic simcoe are, are our three biggest contracts and um and getting to the point of 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 you know being able to choose um, instead of just going spot, at least having an option to say, can you please send me, you know, two or three lots and we can lock in, you know, the, our favorite lot because, nice. um, one of the, one of the things you, you know, you re- don't really realize until you leave a large brewery that has that, that power of hop selection mm-hmm. is you're, you're, you know, we're cracking open the first bags of Citra and Simcoe, and you're like, "This smells like shit." This yeah, is, this is not the the this bright. Is other guys didn't want it. I yeah, got what they didn't want. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of uh, and so so we contracted in good faith just so that we can have some say instead of no say. I see. Okay, um, especially with those hops, and you know, those are the those are the three hops. You know, that are it's it's the popular girls. Sure, so, those are three good ones. You can yeah. trade for those if you don't have some of the others. Yeah. Just like the popular girls. <laughs> They're like beers, almost. Like a hard-to-get beers. You know, you got whales, whale hops and shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and you collect them in your basement? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, they've been, they've been handled really well. It's, it's fine. Yeah. But also, I mean, yeah, if you end up having to take what they give you, you could be the best brew in the world and... I might hate your pale ale anyway because they gave you some shitty citra. It's true. I mean, it's kind of funny with, um, you know, when we go out to the farms a lot, Lagunitas has, you know, massive contracts. And they they like having their hops hang. I mean, they want the dank. They want it, you know, to smell like an armpit. Yeah. Um, And so not everyone's – not everyone wants, you know, what what they – Particular characteristics out of like a mosaic or a Simcoe or, mm. or a Citra. So that's a good point. Yeah, um, I personally don't want like a dank Citra, but some people love a dank. Yeah, citra, so. I never thought of it like that. I always thought of it like a like a grape harvest, where like the grapes are ready, they're at fucking twenty four bricks, let's pick them right now. Hmm. Um, where you know hops, and we've talked about it before. And like Steve was just saying, you know they 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 change if you pick them too early, pick them too late, they're going to be different. Yeah, but I never thought about brewers actually going. 
hey, this is why I want a later harvest yeah. Citro or whatever. It, it would actually was Jeremy at Lagunitas who was the first one to, to teach me about that, too. And I've told this story before, but I was there complaining about Simcoe in the early days of Simcoe. And I was complaining about all that cat piss. And I, everyone around me is like, oh, I love Simcoe. And every time I'm going... <laughs> Why? All of this cat piss. And Jeremy was the first one to agree with me, although they were using mountains of Simcoe at the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, that stuff's terrible. We send it back. Smell this one. You know, and he gives me this bag of Simcoe that smells nothing like cat piss and, you know, hands me a beer full of Simcoe that tastes nothing like cat piss. And he explains to me, oh, yeah, we get those hops, too, and we send them right back. Because we're big enough to do so, right. and he they take them exactly as as they want them, and um, since then I've actually become a fan of Simcoe, <laughs> you know, because I did realize the difference. Well, yeah. and you have a cat, you know, and so I, I think you're, I think you're used to smelling cat pee in general. <laughs> it, it, that did coincide actually. So, <laughs> well, we're going to run out of time with you, so let's talk about the beer yep. in our glass. Uh, the first one we have is your pale ale, I believe that should be the one that uh, Beardy poured for us. Um, which I already really like. This this is the kind of pale ale that's in my wheelhouse. It's that um, really soft, kind of like a pale thirty one type of pale ale. Soft, flowery, um, and not too bitter. Tell us about tell us about the beer. Yeah, so this one uh, this is called Pretty Little Liar. Uh, it's about five five percent ABV, forty IBU, and we built it around that that click of hops. So Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, and then we gave it a twist with a an experimental. Hop uh, from YCH called Hop 438, and uh, I, I'm really hot on 438. A lot of homebrewers know 438 from uh, Vinny Brewing, this Ron Mexico beer for the homebrewers uh, conference a oh, few yeah. years back. Yeah, um, and it has that has some woodiness to it. It's got like some balsa, some cedar notes, and then really kind of a lemony like lime uh, fruitiness to it too. It's almost like a Sriracha Ace 2.0. Like you're not, it's not very dilly. Um, and it's not coconutty, but there is still some of like a little bit of like this woodiness um, to it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you got you kind of have to feather it in. It's not necessarily like identifiable. You know, when you, when it's with all three of those those hops, but it does kind of give it a t- a touch of a of a twist. Like what what else is is in this kind of a thing? Yeah, I never would have picked out that hop, um, but I can pick out some of those flavors you just described. How, how much of that did you use in comparison to the others? Is it a pretty even mix? or uh, The dry hop was a little bit more, but probably like overall it's like 35% You know, total hop weight is 438. So it's, it's okay. slightly skewed yeah. to 438. Um, That's a good hop. I like it. Thanks. Um, and then you go for a cloudy pale ale here. In fact, like you mentioned, all the beers we have here. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not the cloud. I mean, they're not opaque. Um, no. You know, we don't have a filter... Um, we have all unit tanks, so we use Biofine Clear. I do. Um, and then we will change percentages, you know, how we do it. But none of these beers have adjuncts, um, you know, high-protein adjuncts in them. It's more of this dry hop, like hop polyphenol haze yeah. that doesn't get completely fined out in in the tanks that we have. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, they'll kind of have this, like, veil of, of haze. Um, what yeast do you use here? We use uh, so we use yeast from Imperial uh, out of Portland, Oregon. Okay, and the strain is called uh, Corporate Ale Strain, 
um, because we stole the yeast from Elysian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's an awful name, but now it's a yeah. really good name. And then we, we have the banquet, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's your own bank screen. It, it's, it is, but it, we may, it's available publicly, so, like, if oh, you oh. want, you can call up Imperial, and they will totally, you know, prop you up some corporate oh, um, okay. yeast. Because we want it, you know, if people want to use it. That's awesome. Which is like um, the most anti-corporate thing oh, yeah. ever, which is kind of clever. It's widely available to, <laughs> to everybody. Right. What did you like about that yeast? That uh, I mean, so it's kind of like it's this, they they say it's, you know, another derivative of like that, you know, that Ballantine ale yeast. Um, but to me, it's just, it's got a little bit more of like strawberry esters um, to it. Um, it's super burly. Uh, both myself and Zach were just really familiar with how it acts because Zach also used to brew at Elysian as well. And I think as as brewers, especially opening up something new, we want to at least have our yeast to start out with something that we you know really know how how it works. Smart. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's a, it's a slower ferment um, from brew to package. It's like nineteen to twenty days or so. Um, I mean, and that's you know including the, the dry hop and the fining and the, the conditioning and such. But yeah, um, it's certainly not like a a production style yeast in in you know for these days. But. Right. It's not like a terminal in five days. It takes a full seven to ten days to get to terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like that beer. It's too bad I'll never get to have it again. <laughs> unless, I get never to, say never. unless I get to the brewery in the next few days or something. Yep, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I want to get through these beers before you got to go because they all look tasty. The next one I think you want to try was the Red Ale, right? Or Red, yes. red IPA? Is that this what it is? Red IPA, yeah. It's, okay. pretty, it's really ugly looking in this cup. But. It is, I'm going to agree with you. It's ugly. It's a little, it looks a little bit like iced tea in this cup. Yes, yeah. Um, so the, the the red's not coming through, right? As right. Well. Yeah, I think you know it's been moved around quite a bit. Um, but so this is more of a Simcoe forward uh, double red. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, a little bit of Idaho Seven uh, and some Chinook and Centennial too. So um, a bit more on that, like that that piney um, grapefruit spectrum. It's uh, also earthy though to, to me. Like I'm definitely getting the the pine and the grapefruit, but. It's a lot more earthy than the than the last beer, which I like. I enjoy that. Yeah, I, I mean that's. I'm assuming that's. I mean Simcoe kind of sometimes. Some people also say Simcoe has like this peanut shell, uh, like oh yeah um, thing going on. Yeah. That's too. a good call. Yeah, combined um, with the Chinook too. Yeah, the earthy nuttiness. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about the malt bill that you went with. Uh, malt bill. Uh, I mean, so the majority of our beers, other than that Pilsner, is is mostly raw churro. Um, this one we had some Simpsons medium crystal uh, in it, and then a touch of uh, Carafa two special and some uh, Patagonia uh, Perla Negra to kind of give it that color with and still kind of have it finished dry. Yeah, um, which it does. And I mean, we, you want you want a little bit of that of that caramel flavor, but to me in a in a red, especially in a Northwest red, you know, you still kind of want it. Yeah, I like the car- the caramel character. Yeah, plenty there. Then you got the color that you get from the dark malts. Yeah. yeah. What is the Patagonia malt like from another malt? I'm not familiar with that one. It's really pleasant. I mean, it's um, it's also dehusked and it's uh, it's roasted uh, at just a slightly lower temperature. So the lava bond is is a bit lower than that Carafa too. Um, okay. But uh, those guys, I mean, I haven't played around with a lot of Patagonia malts, but the stuff that I have played around with, they also do a like kind of like a special bee. Mm-hmm. Uh, take um, 
And, and so we were just basically trying to figure out what dark malts to add that would be the least roasty or the least, you know, gotcha. abrasive. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I like this beer, too. And drink them all. All right, and the last beer in our glass. Now, this one you were starting to tell me about just before the show, too, because it's a, a wet hop beer, although kind of an interesting twist on it. But you, before we talk about that one specifically, you, you were starting to say to me before the show that you're going to do several wet hop beers this year? Yeah, we, we are stupid, and we just... <laughs> and you like to do them? We lo- I lo- it's my favorite time of the year, so yeah, we'll do... When it's all said and done, eight... Uh, fresh hop beers over the course of the month. I mean, I'm going out to Yakima on Wednesday. Nice. Back on Thursday. Back out again on Saturday. It's kind of. It's certainly a labor of love. Okay. Uh, but when you're that close to, it's easier for you. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. What do you like about using wet hops? Uh, I mean, part of part of liking. I mean, we use them a lot of the time because we, we can. And I mean, you get this like vegetal um, chlorophyll dankness that isn't Those necessarily. Yeah, well, it's too right. So it's not necessarily pleasant, and I don't want it in all of my IPAs. Yes, but yes, um, but it's just something different. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, it's really kind of cool just to see how things change before the pelletization like process is. And so, mm-hmm. Good, good chance to taste the hop. And I think you told us that this has a special. Uh, you just did this on the cold side. Yeah. So this is this is um, this is fresh uh, centennial from one of the farms at there, CLS Farms. And so usually when we brew. Uh, uh, fresh hop beer. We're adding fresh hops to the wort in our grant uh, at runoff, and then we'll add uh, fresh hops uh, at flame out to the kettle. We'll add more fresh hops to the whirlpool, and then we'll convert our mash ton into this giant hop back where, like, the majority of all those hops are just going to get this post boil steep in the mash ton before we knock it out. So we want to, we usually add these hops in every logical place that we can. Um, other than the boil, just because I think that's kind of where you really kind of pull out more of those um, less desirable, like vegetal, uh, chewy components to it. And, yeah. and they always are chewy. I mean, this is chewy, and this was just finished beer conditioned on uh, wet centennial hops. So, Oh, it was um, completely finished. Even. Yeah. yeah, so we were racking this beer out. We had come back from the farm, and we were going to brew a double batch with all these centennials the following day. And since we were racking it out, we said, let's purge a small two-barrel conditioning tank, shove a sack in there, yeah. throw some beer on there, and get it. So it's called ASAP Hoppy. So we do that every year with the first <laughs> harvest. <laughs> nice. Um, just to get it in there as soon as possible. Yeah. So. I get that. So, <laughs> you know, when you, when you were describing the flavor characteristics, like the like the chlorophyll and things like that, my, my, my first inclination was a little bit, like, tasty over there. Like, uh, okay. This is my experience. It's not, it's, this beer is great. It's well, great. That's what I was. Example of the style. I can now. So listening to you, you, you say them. Then I go, okay. Well, I wonder if that's going to be any good. Uh, But now I'm tasting them, and I'm tasting the very things you listed, right? The things I was questioning, and I really like them. Oh, thanks. I think that um, it does add a completely different component to a beer, and it's. I think it's easy to just call them like. I think some brewers can just say, "Well, then it just tastes like an off flavor." Like if you're getting some of that vegetal. But it's different than that. No. It is not the same as like those components that cause off flavors. Um, like even there's a little green pepper in there, but it's different than that. I forget what that one's called, but um, I see the other Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, green, green apple. <laughs> I think they're really different. Like you can tell that they're coming from wet hops, and that they're you know it, it, they don't have that. Um, 
they don't even stick out so far like an off flavor, right? Like a mistake, like it's some, you know, sharp point in the beer. It's still very rounded. Um, yeah. This is a great wet hot beer. I mean, off flavors are, you know, it's just whatever you don't want. Right. <laughs> right. They, so it's like they mm. can be. I guess I'm more specifically saying is when people start to talk about either like like using coffee or using wet hops or using whatever. Yeah. It's a easy. It's an easy argument to just say, well, why do that? Because you're just it's just going to taste like off flavors anyway. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that this is a beer that would prove that wrong because mm-hmm. I think those it really tastes great in here and they do not taste like off flavors. Yeah, and I think out of context too. I mean, if you if you had this beer in you know February at you know at some random bar, you'd say, "What's going on with this?" Like, what <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. The time of year it's matters. Changed. Yeah, or if it hung around that long, but also it's like hot harvest time is what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you can certainly get flavors like this not using you know wet hops, and then now now these off flavors are contextualized, right? So right. you're you're like, well, I know he didn't use wet hops in this beer, and right? So I don't know what what went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Really. Then you might question the chlorophyll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like this beer. I think it's a good example of a wet hop. Um, and I like the way that you did it, too. And maybe that's the difference I'm tasting also. Instead of putting mm-hmm. uh, a lot of wet right. hops in the kettle um, or even just dry hopping with them, you just sat them on, on wet hops in a, just in a couple barrels, right? Yeah. And for how long, did you say? Uh, six days. Six. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's your knockout on uh, into your, into your 15-gallon fermenter? Do you still get 10, 10 barrels? 15 barrels. Still get ten barrels into there, or did, you probably don't get near as much when you went off. I, I mean, when you do the full thing, yeah, you, we lose. I mean, we're so it's kind of a wash. So you know, your gravity is decreasing because the water content is so high. In oh, that's right, you're adding water. And so, um, and so the the volume is roughly the same, but you kind of have to factor in for other things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, we typically tend to use like fifteen pounds per barrel. Uh, but these these last couple of brews have been twenty pounds. We just did one that was like thirty five pounds per wow. barrel. Because you ne- you're never going to say no to more. Like, <laughs> right. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you finding a, a threshold of, of of maybe thirty five pounds is too much because you get more vegetal matter than you do hop impact? Yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll find out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but talking, uh, you know, we all talk, and a lot of the brewers that are passionate about this. Tyler Brown had from Barley Brown's. And Baker City had yeah. had mentioned he had done once that was like fifty pounds per barrel, and he said it was undrinkable. It was just <laughs> really. Yeah. And so, if Tyler made an undrinkable beer, then I, you know, I don't yeah. really even believe that. It's that's a, possible. Right. That's a good rule to follow. <laughs> they do make great beers over there. Yeah. Well, this is excellent. I appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, <laughs> I wish you could send more. Uh, yeah. Do you guys distribute outside of Seattle or what? No, I mean, we self-distribute in Seattle city limits, and we have a handful of accounts outside Seattle that come to the brewery to, to pick it, the beer up. But okay. That's kind of our the line that we have drawn. Got it. Um, because, you know, you, if you have a gray area, then it gets grayer and grayer. <laughs> that's true. I think I read you could do 1,700 <laughs> barrels this year. Or black. Yeah, we're on pace to do about 1,700 barrels. And how much is poured over your own taps? Uh, about 30% of the volume. 30%? Um, oh, I would have thought even more than that. So you are getting it out of there quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, we've got about 50 or 60 accounts, um, and most of them have been on board with us since day one. So, you know, our, our director of sales does more of, uh, you know, saying no than he actually does, like, selling the beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that beer? Interesting. We ran out of it. Yeah, you can't have it. <laughs> yeah. We Sorry. have something similar no, in that it's carbonated and wet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, how does that work for your accounts? Like they just take what you have? Yes, I mean we. So we've uh, so we of our double tanks, one always has the pills in it, and then the other three are our double batch of whatever current IPA is. And okay. So, um, and then the single batch beers, you know, are something a little bit more esoteric, whether it's a red IPA or it's a saison or, or some a pale and things like that. But for the most part, yeah, the sales sheet goes out. We have uh, lots of our accounts just basically have, like, the Cloudburst IPA handle. And then, um, you know, the work initially was to then making sure that, that those accounts educated their staff with the changes and then, you know, whether it's the change of the name and the change of the hot bill and, and kind of what's different so that people don't come in and say, well, which Cloudburst IPA? And they're like, well, I don't know. Uh, so, right. Because the tap handle says Cloudburst IPA. Yeah. It's I a mean, completely different IPA than last time. Yeah. Yeah. Our tap handles are just like uh, repurposed umbrella handles that are always breaking and everyone hates. So it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We have plenty of those. Yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're not only going to change our beer every time, but we're going to give everyone fucked up handles yeah. that no one's going to like. The bartenders are like, oh, great. Cloud dicks are here. Yeah, great success. I mean, speaking of cloud dicks, we have several like dildo tap handles also floating hey, around the city. I got too. one of those too. Nice. I got a dildo tap handle. Yeah, it's great. Easy to make. And so, yeah, yeah people walk up like, what is that? It looks great in a row of tap handles. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll take those. Come on, Why is that tap handle veiny? I don't... Oh. oh. I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a Darth Vader. Sells beer. Yeah. It's got a helmet. And then sometimes the, the names just work out. So, like, when we did, like, Tickle Party IPA, I'm like, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, you can go find them uh, at the at the tasting room as well. Go to cloudburstbrew.com, and you can get the uh, location and the hours. And um, tasting room, um, I, I assume, is available uh, all week long. Um, so go hang out with them there. And and Steve, are you you're, you're in the brewery almost all the time? I would imagine. Yeah, I, I live there. You live there. <laughs> he actually lives. There. I'm in the mash tun. Yeah. <laughs> so no one gets to grain in without me being there. <laughs> so you can go find Steve there. Uh, Steve, thanks for being on the show with us and bringing yeah, beer. Man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Yeah. Pleasure having you. If you uh, miss your flight, we're open till midnight here. So you come on back, and we'll probably <laughs> yeah. still be sitting here drinking. Perfect. Yeah. We got some. We got a sleeping bag and an air mattress. <laughs> That's fine. Awesome. Yeah. Pull up a pull up a bar. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, lots more to do. Thanks to Steve for being here. Go to cloudburstbrew.com and check it out. We'll be right back after this. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. 
21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brendan Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome.
This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, also, thanks to Steve, Steve Luke from Cloudburst Brewing, who has decided to hang out with us for a little while, which is nice. cool by us. Um, his flight's delayed anyway, so we're going to chill. Why not? Dick around with us. Uh, hey, before we get to the dicking around, don't forget about Great Fermentations. You can go to greatfermentations.com. Check them out. They've got the largest catalog of Blickman products uh, on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. So go check them out at greatfermentations.com, and you can be sure to like them on Facebook. That's GR8 Fermentation uh, and Twitter, GR8 Fermentation. Greatfermentations.com, great sponsor of ours that we appreciate very much. All right, I got to get through just a couple small announcements, and then we can do feedback, Doc. Yay! Uh, and then later in the program, JP has a, a, a new game for us. I got a quick game. I like games. Just cool. Yeah, we haven't had a game in a while. Like yeah, a Twitter um, game. There's a Twitter game too. <laughs> what we oh, do we now during our uh, uh, our announcements? I don't I have two too games. much going on for you this week. I did want to let you know. Uh, looks like this Friday, the fifteenth, uh, here at the Hop Grenade, we've got Seismic Brewing uh, coming in for a craft series, and then. Um, uh, Doc and Tasty, you guys will like this. On the 29th, it's a Pro-Am Night with uh, Club Doze Gone Pro. Nice. Um, so it's a bunch of the uh, local, our local club, Doze, of course, um, that, who, have, gone who, that have gone pro. And we'll have their Pro-Am beers on tap. So that's uh, Friday the 29th uh, here at the Hop Grenade. Doesn't sound horrible. No, that should be fun. And then those of you who are out... Uh, uh, Toward the Colorado side of things, uh, we got a couple of events happening at our Hop Grenade Fort Collins location. We're basically we're gearing up for GABF over there. So if you're in the uh, greater Colorado, greater Denver. Fort Collins, uh, Wyoming area. Well, the reason I'm expanding that zone is that at least one of these events you're really going to want to come out for, uh, and that is that we've got the guys from the Rare Barrel coming out oh, wow. to our Fort Collins location and bringing a ton of beer. So I believe it is uh, outside of um, GABF. It might be the first time that uh, anybody has poured Rare Barrel beer, and we're getting a ton of it, and the guys are going to be there. So that's happening when Wednesday, October 4th, um, in the afternoon, uh, price starts around 5 o'clock or so, um, at the Hop Grenade Fort Collins. And um, Jay and Alex, the founders, and, and, and Jay, the brewer, will be there. Jay's going to record a sour hour, so we got a live broadcast happening. Um, but then I know I know you folks, um, because you're like me, the most important thing is that on top of all that, you're going to get to try Rare Barrel Beer, which you've heard us talking about for years. And if you haven't had any, this is your chance. So mark that down. That's Wednesday, October 4th. On Tuesday the 3rd, if you're going to GABF and you're, look at, you're going in early to do all those pre-events like you should be doing, we've got one happening, too. We're going to do a GABF All-Stars event uh, on the 3rd where we're going to bus you from Denver to Fort Collins. Um, you come to us. see if I get this right. You're going to come to the Hop Grenade, and then you're going to go to Funkworks, uh, one of my favorites there in Fort Collins. Then you're going to go to New Belgium, uh, so you get to see one of the big but also <laughs> one of the most well-done breweries I've ever seen. Then you're going to go to Odell's, which... 
I'm just going to point out right now, Odell's has, since I spent so much time in Colorado doing the build, Odell's was my go-to beer. And uh, I've always liked their beer. Um, I just found it before to be, you know, pretty damn good. Um it's fucking stellar right now. They're making just <laughs> awesome beer. Good, man. That's good to hear. Because they, I don't know, for me, they always had the kind of like the late 90s heavy crystal malt kind they of did. thing going on. And, yeah. and I haven't had their beer in maybe five years. So yeah. you're 100% right. And by the way, they still uh, sell a lot of that 90 shilling, I think it is. And, yeah. and so you, you definitely can still find that profile. But they've... I feel like they've Sierra Nevada us, where they okay. where they <laughs> okay. they now make all these beers that you, I think a lot of them you just get locally. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they they made this um, paleo. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, exactly. But they fucking lagered it, and they don't tell you about it. It's oh, a switch wow. on the whole thing. It sounds great. No, no, nothing fancy here. I'm actually just trying to remember if they've built it as an extra pale ale or, a, or whatever. Anyway, okay. it's called St. Lupulin. St. Lupulin. Okay. And I lived on that beer in Fort Collins. It is so damn good. It's such a great uh, pale ale of whatever kind it is. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Odell's killing it nowadays. Uh, so we're going to stop at Odell's. Yeah, they call it extra pale ale. Extra pale ale. There, there you, you go. go. Okay. Um, which is what? Like another name for session? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a pale ale, but it's extra. Which yeah. would, you would think would be like more, but I think extra pale ale is less. I think right. it's like less malt. Extra and, pale. It's yeah. extra pale. Ale. I don't think they did anything fancy to it. It's just, it's just a great it's ex- a good beer. extra pale ale, good. basically. <laughs> uh, I mean, and and you sell they sell it in like twelve packs of cans. Oh shit! And you know me, like, I did not know how many twelve packs of this uh, Kevin and I went through. Uh, while we I were could building. see your living room floor just littered with cans. <laughs> yeah. I would go so far as to call it the beer that built the Hop Grenade Fort Collins. Okay. Yeah, that's right. what, that's just what we lived on. Right. That and French fries. Uh, <laughs> also in cans? Uh, n- no, it's just because <laughs> I, I, I live near a Carl's Jr. there. So. Oh, no. Beer and French fries. Wow. <laughs> Basically. Your cardiologist is like, <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, this yeah. bus tour. So it goes to Odell's. <laughs> uh, then it goes from Odell's to uh, Tap and Handle, which is um, our other favorite um, uh, tap house there in town. Actually, I have two favorites, Tap and Handle and The Forge. Um, the Forge is really my favorite over there, but it's hidden away, and I don't even want to tell everybody about it because this is awesome <laughs> little like back out. I think people know about it, but um, they have the best t- uh, tap selection that, that, other than the Hop Grenade to be honest, um, in town. Anyhow, bus isn't going there. Bus is going to Tap and Handle, <laughs> which is, it's right there. It's on par um, and, and a great spot. Where do we end up after the uh, grand opening? Because it's kind of blurry for me and stuff. I believe I took you to the Forge. Okay, yeah. Um, then we ended up at a dive bar. Like, not even, no, not a dive bar, a bro bar. We went to a bro yeah, bar. Yeah, I remember that part, uh, too. I remember, I just don't know how I got there, and, or the names. Yeah, I think we walk, You once you get down to the Forge, you can walk everywhere, so. Um, Stumble around. Yeah, so the bus tour will take you from the um, downtown Denver uh, Convention Center, where the event is, of course, on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to pick you up at 11 a.m. It's going to bring you straight to the Hop Grenade in Fort Collins, where you get some lunch and some beer in you. Then you're going to go to Funkworks, New Belgium, Odell's, and Tap and Handle. Um, and then we'll get you all the way back down to Denver feeling pretty damn good. So tickets for that will actually go on sale tomorrow. If you're listening live, tomorrow is Tuesday, 
the what? The 12th. 12th. Um, so they'll be up by tomorrow afternoon, um, Tuesday the 12th. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, they're probably available right now. This is October 3rd, not Tuesday. That's correct. Cool. Yeah, Tuesday, October 3rd. I'll be there. That's our GABF All-Stars event. Uh, you'll be there? Great. Sure, I'll be working the bus. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I like it, Tasty. That's Driving? What was, that's Handling what I was most. hoping before. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, on, on Wednesday the 4th, we've got the Rare Barrel event. I just see rare, some rare barrel on the outside of these confines. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good one. Then after all that, um, we're going to... Let me get the date right on this. Yeah. Monday the 9th, we'll be back in Fort Collins. We're doing the session live from Fort Collins. So... Uh, for Breaking those that wasn't on my calendar. Well, I told you after that we'd be doing stuff after GABF. Um, you don't have to stay tasty. It's okay. Right. You know how the remotes go. They're oh, yeah. difficult with microphones and all that. Sure. If you want to stay after GABF, we, we'll talk about it. We'll work it out. Um, and um, I don't know. Beardy was talking about going yep. out there. I want to go. Um, Maybe I can cover the first. Doc's talking about going second, now. Third. Um, Bevo is going to be there working anyway, so you'll get. To, so that night we'll actually make a Brewing Network night that Monday, um, and so uh, it'll be a Brewing Network listener party, um, which is mostly just partying around Bevo. That's what we do at a, at a listener party, <laughs> right? Um, so we'll get you more details about that. But those are the dates. Pay attention to the calendar on the Brewing Network website, where where I will post this stuff as well as the hopgrenade.com, and you can go check all that out. All right. Um, do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. Um, or on the, it has its own page. It's, it's everywhere. Just click Amazon, then do your shopping as normal. It's a great way to support us. Uh, you don't spend any more money. We just get a piece of your money. And we get to see what you ordered. We don't know you by name, but we could stalk you and figure out what creepy shit you buy. Um, we just don't know who you are. Do that. It's a great way to support us. Also, subscribe and join the BN Army just by clicking the donate button. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, you can be entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which enters you to win $100. They give away 100 bucks every month to More Beer, um, which, you know, that's a lot of stuff. So uh, sign up and support us that way. Get these updates, other updates, weird things, and... Um, I don't know, subliminal messages from JP over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, just by searching Brewing Network over there. All of my Twitter games are actually anagrams, and they're word puzzles. They are. You have to figure it out. That's great. I've buried 12 gems throughout the United States. Really? And you need to solve my Twitter games to figure out where they are. (laughs) All of them are within five blocks of his house, because he doesn't like to leave. (laughs) Basically, I just go in the backyard and throw them real hard. Is a gem a type of cat? No, it's a a man. Mm. They're midgets. They're small midgets called Jim. That was a good joke. I buried 12 Johns. (laughs) 12 12 Johns. All right, send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, you can send show ideas over to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. You'll figure it out. Or just go to our goddamn contact page on the homepage, and you know, it's all right there. GD.com. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have a Twitter game? Yes, we do, sir. I thought we would. Um, Twitter games brought to you today by the American Homebrewers Association and their Brew Guru app, which helps you find all of the AHA uh, discounts available to you. You know, they've got that member benefits program. So if you open up the app and you're walking down the street, it'll tell you 
as you walk by the Hop Grenade that we will give you a discount if you bring in your membership card, um, which exists on the app, by the way. You no longer have to carry your membership card. That's the, that's the thing used to get me, is that I just, oh, I never carried that fucking card around. But now it's on the app, right, Tasty? Yeah, You just right. show them. Shows it, show them. It comes up on your phone. You can show them your card. Show the bartender. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, of course, that works for homebrew shops and everything, so check out the Brew Guru app in the uh, App Store of your choice and uh, download it today and become a member. Click the AHA link on our on our homepage for that too. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, since y'all are back from Burning Man, yeah, uh, I wanted to ask the BN Army how we can best bring the boys back to reality. Uh, you know, we got we got to drag you kicking and screaming uh, back into the real world somehow, yeah. and I'm hoping that uh, someone out there knows how to just kind of snap you guys back into the the general daily grind you down, wear you out <laughs> until you commit suicide at 55 kind of lifestyle we all want to live. It's coming up fast. It's called the default world, and also 55 was a couple couple years ago. <laughs> I think he was talking about me. Okay. Yeah. Hey, oh man. yeah, I just You're threw it out close. there. Yeah. yeah. I turned 40 this month. Yes, he does. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Within a week, that. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. That's close. How's that feel? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it's bothering me a little bit. I feel oh. like it's over. I feel Wait, like everything's over. You're still not 40 yet, so. Right. I've got a little time. Don't slit your wrist yeah. until, yeah. you know. Until you're actually until 40. Your birth, until yeah. your birthday. You right. can walk into the man next year. Yeah. Fine. So Actually, that's why you're going to walk into the man. Blow your candles out by just cutting your wrists open and showering them with blood. That's a great idea, actually. And then no one gets cake and you die. <laughs> so I get to that last little fuck you before I yeah, yeah. yeah. You all looking for cake? Right. Yeah. No, I'll still make sure there's cake. Just don't aim for the pie. Just dive into the cake. <laughs> Yes, Bevo. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to tell you that it's all. O- it was all over a long time ago, so yeah. you don't really have to worry oh, about yeah. that. The good years are right. behind you, man. I'm big about milestones, you know, and this is like one of them. Oh, big one. just feels big like... bump in the road. So, yeah. it, the good years are all done, man. Yeah, I think you're right. You've given us all your good years. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. I hope they were, That's how I feel. I hope, hope you felt them. It's just dark and <laughs> despair from this point out. Yeah. I should have ran into that fire. I thought it was you, man. You still can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going 40, man. <laughs> How old are you, Steve? You're not even close to 40 yet, are you? 33. 33. Oh, old man. You got some time. You got good eight years left in you. And then, yeah. you know. And you'll be here with me. Uh, <laughs> we'll have not, you back on just before. We'll see how you sound. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can film and Louise this whole motherfucker. <laughs> right off the roof of the bar. Yeah. We'll just go walk onto the bar tracks. <laughs> Justin will be 46 by then. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> not that he has anything to no, say about it. No, he won't. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been. <laughs> oh, shit. You guys will miss me. No, no, we won't. Yeah, we have better aim than that. <laughs> as long as you don't bleed on our cake. <laughs> All right. How about some feedback? Let's do it. Yay. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Our good friend John, who takes care of our trademark and can take care of yours, go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. Also, he can help you with your brewery fi- uh, filings, especially if you're in North Carolina. I think that's where he is, North Carolina. That's right. Yeah, that's his uh, state of expertise. But he can give you advice just about anywhere. Go over to BeerLawCenter.com and check it out. So 
I'm going to need some background on this first one, guys. Yes, because, you are. Uh, it's it's feedback about scofflaw. 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 Yes. What what's this scofflaw situation? Because the feedback is intense. It's pretty yeah, <laughs> vitriolic or whatever. Uh, so scofflaw is a is a brewing company who made waves a couple weeks ago uh, about a Facebook post that they put on there, basically, well, literally giving the finger to all of their customers okay. uh, who would call or email or write or whatever and say, "Hey, I love your beer, but I just wish it was consistent." Um, and they're like, well, you don't understand. We're a small batch, artisanal, blah, blah, blah. And so beers are going to vary from batch to batch. And then people would write back and be like, no, I'm talking like in the six-pack of beer. <laughs> two cans <laughs> taste different than the other two cans. And then oh. the other two cans taste like something entirely different. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. so it was very much like, hey, we're supporting you. We're supporting what you're trying to do. We like you guys. Yeah. We like the beers. We just wish the same batch would be consistent. And these people kind of took it to the next level, the, the brewing company did, and basically just told everyone, like, then don't drink our fucking beer. We don't care. We sell enough of it anyways. Even when the, that was the response to to the six-pack explanation? Yeah. Wow. I'm paraphrasing, but the article, you can see it. The, the author screenshotted on Facebook the, a customer saying, hey, I, I frequent your beer. I've been lining up you know, since you've opened. I, I come to your parties. I'm a frequent drinker there. I just wish that they were more consistent. And they were like, well, then go drink somewhere else. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. And then they have a whole staff picture of them just throwing the middle finger up. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's hey, pretty. Uh, for effort. Yeah. That'll get you aggressive. That'll get you distributors. I kind of love it. Yeah. That's a dick. Oh, well, I want to try the beer. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's, I don't. I, 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 like, pack. I like the idea. Right. Of like, well, you know, because that's kind of what we've done. Before, right? On the Brewing sure. Network. Yeah. But we don't have a thing for people to buy, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. We're working we on it. Away. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty shitty and variable, so I mean, we're in the same boat, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think they were, they were overreacting for no reason. Yeah. Their customers were just simply just saying, hey, when can you get, you know, batch consistent? And they took it to mean... You know, your cloudy IPAs vary from batch to batch and why. Clearly, what? they had been getting this feedback more than, than that post because. Oh, no, th- it was that's several posts. Tr- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I, I'm saying also it must be happening in the tasting. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, they're. It's Instead of taking the feedback as something to be fixed, they were feeling sensitive. Right. Because that's the type of reaction from somebody. Like, I'll get that way after a little while. Someone, like, keeps hammering. Until I'm, like, if like, I'm not ready yet to accept what this problem is. Yeah. Uh, and someone keeps hammering at it like, like that. Or several people. Like the noise in the live stream after an hour and five yes, minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, would, I would flip out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't yeah. tell you the number of, of brewers I know that uh, always bring up untapped to me. They go like, oh, oh my are God. freaking. There's one over there. <laughs> freaking nuts. What are they saying? Just you got to just ignore all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sure. makes me laugh. I love yeah, reading so, it. There you go. That's a great, that's yeah. a great attitude, right? Just you got to figure most people have no clue, and that's probably this guy that's like evaluating your consistency probably has no clue either. Possibly. Yeah. Unless it's take, several take people. That. You and your tasting team, and if, if you have a great palate, that could be just you. Need to be the ones that judge your beer. So that's true. However, then the response to uh, it sounds like you guys already had this conversation. So forgive me, but the response to like a six pack, a six pack being you know different would be, 
You know what? We know what we're doing. However, it sounds like you got a bad six pack. How about we send you another? Yeah. <laughs> it's not fuck you. You're an idiot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's not good business. Yeah, literally Although, eat my whole ass. <laughs> it's yeah. getting a lot of social media attention. And we're of course, doing that. As well, maybe that was a problem. Yeah, we're not they pushing this any I mean, farther. That could be what they right. had in mind. I don't know. Okay, well, let's read. Uh, yeah, I read it on. I'll get the background. Let's so Cliff says, uh, first of all, my condolences to Bevo in regards to the passing of her mama. Um, then he goes on, here's my take on Scaflaw. Uh, this is a textbook case of wanting your cake and eating it, too. We're talking about a brewery that is admittedly ill-equipped to handle a trendy beer style that they're trying to capitalize on. Uh, this one has bullet points, by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like an anal retentive listener. Yeah. All right. Regardless of what you think of New England IPA, it's a very ingredient and cellar intensive style. And if you can't meet those demands, brew something else. Uh, no one's forcing Scaflaw to brew this style. Uh, if you have... Also, can we talk about their name first? Like, what are we making fun of their beer for? Uh, if you have a, uh, if you have major variants in your raw ingredients that result in an unfamiliar drinking experience for consumers, create a new beer under a different label. Beers that explode in cans and have marked differences in SRM warrant a trip back to your meaningless 9-to-5 job until you stand around your homebrew kettle long enough to make good beer. Well, that's a pretty good point. That yeah, is. I mean, Steve, you don't want just any idiot who's never brewed before or, or knows nothing about brewing uh, becoming a colleague of yours, you know, a brewery down the street, right? Because every small brewery is a reflection of the other small brewery, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, that's that's also been like the Brewers Association's, you know, the last large address, you know, has always been quality and, mm-hmm. and consistency and and. In the United States, the barriers to entry of starting your own brewery are really low, and, and it's, right. it's very encouraging that anyone can kind of kind of do this thing. But um, yeah, I've always it's preached, also a problem. It's also a problem, and I, and I think in any in any industry that you want to get into, you should spend some time, you know, working in that industry on the expense of someone else's, you, you know, yeah, dime and, and figuring things out and see what's the right way to do things. And there are lots of right ways to do things, and there's. Lots of wrong ways to do things, and, <laughs> right. yeah. and kind of figuring it out before that that next step. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people uh, do two homebrew batches, and the damn one gives them the money to start a brewery, and the way they go. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, yeah. And like you're saying, the problem is is the limited amount of barriers to doing so. If yeah. you can capitalize it, I've said in podcasting, I've said the same thing that like that the best thing about podcasts are that anybody can do them. And that the worst thing about podcasts are that anybody could do them. And, <laughs> and I've I've spoken at two like uh, podcast uh, conferences and said that. And and honestly, it never goes over well. People look at me like I'm an <laughs> asshole. But Does everybody out there say, huh. has heard their shit sucks? Well, also, I'm standing there. I'm now standing at a at a conference for for podcasters, which is at least some indication that it's an actual industry now. And so, uh, kind Pretending of the same for for how you know microbrewing you know started, where at sure. some point wasn't really considered an industry, and now it very much is. Like we had to grow up. The beer industry, the craft beer industry, had to grow the fuck up mm-hmm. because. It became a real thing, became a real industry. And part of that is being a professional at your job. And I felt the same way about these about podcasting. Mm-hmm. I you know, if you guys are going to... You're, you're here listening to me because you want to know how to make a career out of it. You want to know how to get advertising. You want to get all this. But you don't want to hear me say that you might suck at it. Like, go learn to do... Go learn to do something. It's like Bill Murray's speech and... Um, fuck, what's that goddamn fucking movie? He made his comeback... 
the oh, school. St. Vincent? Shut the fuck up, Warren. You're <laughs> <laughs> just making shit up now. Zombieland. Uh, starts with an R. Zizu, Steve Zazu. No, starts with an R. Uh, oh, Rushmore. Rushmore, Rushmore yes. yes. Thank you very yeah. much. Like when he gave his like like the, the <laughs> graduation speech. At, yeah, that was that was his first movie in a long time that anyone gave. Operation Dumbo drop sure and the fuck was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he basically said Speak the same thing. He's like, you fucking, you know, take aim at the big guy because yeah. that's how you're going to get ahead. Like try and actually push yourself. Learn to do something. Right. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have to hurt people's feelings along the way? Yes, JP Beardy. does. Yeah, I was like flipping you guys off because I was it was helping me think and I didn't really mean it. <laughs> right, yeah. but it helped. It worked. So actually, it yeah. Didn't, so but. it starts with quality beer and consistency. So well, that's what, is, is is given to figure well, it. Consistency in the same six pack, you know. Well, that's, well yeah. their, their name. Right. Right. Really, that could have been uh, yeah. one person saying that. that uh, well, you might have got a bad six pack. You know, yeah. a canning two, line. It could have been the trunk of the car. Yeah. You know. Okay, but again, then the answer. So, so you're right. We shouldn't assume that they didn't know, the know how to brew. Yeah, maybe maybe the beer's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. so, so you're right. We shouldn't make that assumption that they don't know what they're doing. We can certainly make the assumption, I'll though, that if price. a consumer says something like that to you, you just ask if you can replace their fucking six pack. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, really. yeah, odds are they're also canning on you know a mobile canning sure. line yeah. where you know now you're yeah. not even thinking about the CIP process of that mobile canning line and what were they canning the day before and you know how you know what kind right. of time schedule are they on and and even those little mobile canning lines you know one in six cans is going to have some deal level off the chart just by right you know how imprecise those little foreheads like nature so nature i will system. agree 100 percent with that causing these potential problems but frankly that's your problem, right? Right, right? That's, like that's the brewery's problem. Yeah, like yep. you have to. Yeah. I think, and I, I'm sure you know this too. I'm not accusing you of anything, but <laughs> you would have had to, do, you know, do your research, know the potential problems with that mobile canning line, and then be ready to either own up to them or right. Like, of you, course, you're yes. the yeah. one biting that off, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. we, everyone can agree there is a problem, whether it's a perception problem from on the customer side or there's an actual problem in the product. There is an issue. Yeah. And the 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 target here of this conversation is how they dealt with it, which is a classic example of how to deal with it the wrong way. Right. Is kind of like make make yourselves out to be these tough kind of punk rock, you know, fuck the man, we'll do whatever we want and you can eat my entire ass. Like it's not it it doesn't it, why? Yeah. Why are we doing this right now? This is what what are you doing? What yeah. kind of marketing is this? By the way, that brewery was started in the 90s, <laughs> right? And who like already had the, you know, this beer's too good for you fucking attitude. Yeah. Right. So. I, I think there's a fine line between, you know, being aggressive and being thin-skinned on, you know, yeah, yeah. responses like that. You're right. And and if you can't walk that fine line, which is a which is, you know, take some communications talent. Don't right, you know, or go out of business, and then I don't care. I mean, they're staying within brand. They're taking the Scofflaw name and applying it to quality. It's a good point and good social media practice. <laughs> so, so that's some consistency, right? Which, <laughs> they ha- they are consistent in some areas. There you go. It was successful. That's yeah. your goal. All right, let's stop talking about him. Yeah, so anyway, he went on to say the same things that, that we are, really. That, um, you know, as a brewery, it's not just your job. It's your obligation to produce quality and consistent beers. Um, consumers should not be forced to bear the burden of your inability to correctly do your job, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, uh, Cliff is spot on. Uh, he says, P.S. I'll be at JABF this year hoping to win the Pro-Am two years in a row. Oh, shit. I guess Cliff Ooh, won the Pro-Am last year, yeah. That's pretty hard to do. <clears throat> says if he can muster up enough sobriety, once. he'll come see us at the VN booth and give free hugs. Mm. Free Ooh. hug sober is weird. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd actually rather you just buy a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> From another booth. <laughs> so I got it. All right, Rob writes uh, writes in, hey guys and Bevo, um, you're all idiots. That's, um, well, duh. That's not nice. He I, says, not uh, really. I just thought if I started that way, you'd actually read this on the air, which is true. <laughs> uh, I love your show and listen every week, except the weeks that Justin is not there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he says, I got to listen to four shows this year. Uh, JP, while yes. everybody else says, suck it, I think you rock. Oh, thanks. Which is weird, because he's saying he doesn't listen to your shows. Yeah. But he's I'm hurt. assuming he's trying to be funny, or he's bipolar. Or, or he's, he's, he's heard other people talk. Or he thinks you're Justin. That's <laughs> also true. Uh, he says, I've tried some homebrewing, but I don't have the attention span to stick with it. So instead, I drink a lot of different beers. Thanks for all the entertainment and education you provide. From Rob, uh, who is... In New Jersey, close to Neshaminy Creek, he says. Nice. Oh, look, you yeah. go. Drink them Johns, bray. I thought Neshaminy Creek was in... Philly. Philly. Yeah, well... Are they close? Close? Pennsylvania. Really, really nice. south Jersey. Right. All right, Ben writes in. Um, he's recommending music. He says, JP and Bevo, because Justin's just the boss now. Uh, I propose... <laughs> I'm proposing some segue music. He wants me to play Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show. Uh, fan of the song and the band. Not going to play it, though. Sorry. It's a copyright thing. We don't really do copyright music anymore. I mean, except for the ones that are already there because I'm too lazy to remove them. Um, that's about it. That's why we have John at the Beer Law Center. That's right. He'll take care of it when we get into trouble. Um, oh, this one's really good. <coughs> Tim writes in. This is about hot dog water, Bevo. Yes. Um, and uh, I will say there's pictures to go along with it. They, oh, really? they, they won't add anything to the conversation, but if you're curious as to like how what, he does the thing. Uh, there's wieners and water, and you're not going to show us? Yeah. Right, I'll show you. Are go you ahead, to, go ahead and read it. I'll, I'll pull it up. Well, it's a very – I, I mean, there's, a, you got to get like the film over the water. It's like a whole thing. So the background to this is, of course, that um, we've accused, or Bevo admitted, I forget, of um, using hot dog water after she boils her hot dog to make pasta because it makes it better and because she's white trash. Right. And then so. that water has tooth um, water. I just- <laughs> okay, I was tired that morning. That was a morning tooth yeah, water. Yeah, it was I on the RV. About tooth water. I know when. Wait, I just didn't know it was. I thought it was nighttime, and you were no. It was. A, he left his tooth water in the bathroom. The so tooth Steve, where's no, the tooth said, water? Said, the you said we need more tooth water. We were what, we, were, we were on an RV trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Bevo one night is or morning is like, I need tooth water. <laughs> no, you and left. all of us are like, what? what? <laughs> no, I think there was a bottle of water in the bathroom because mm-hmm. we had the toilet water for the flushing because we didn't have running water. Okay. And then there was the tooth water for brushing your teeth. <laughs> and we ran out, and I was brushing my teeth, and I needed tooth water. <laughs> Sorry if you guys can't think on my level. It's complicated. It's yeah. so far well, down. Yeah. From a professional yeah. standpoint. Can you give me an outline? Um, just um, yeah. <laughs> Steve, isn't your wife a dentist? She is. Yes. Does she and know she all about tooth water? Probably appreciates that I was so concerned <laughs> she, about she, dental hygiene. She actually would. Yes, she would be pumped to hear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, is, what are her thoughts on hot dog pasta flavored tooth water? Mm. We're about to find out. I have. I mean, you've Doc. You've seen all these like weird toothpaste and floss oh, flavors now, oh, like oh, bacon God, flavored yeah. floss yeah. and. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. There's the, whatever. If you'll buy it, I don't care. Yeah. You use what you want, man. <laughs> I don't buy it. Do I what take you it like. from Doc's office. Yeah. Also, I'm just saving water. <laughs> tooth water. <laughs> no. Are you reusing the tooth water? Like, is she it like was, multiple brushes? No, 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 no. It was 
Uh, community tooth water. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Bevo, but no, I would not. <laughs> that's no, some hippie that's shit right there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what Tim writes in about hot dog water. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was listening to the session, and he started making fun of Bevo, saying she was so redneck that she used hot dog water to make her mac and cheese. Well, that got me thinking. Is there a benefit to using hot dog water? Oh, no. For everything. So, I made two batches of Kraft mac and cheese, one with plain tap water, and one with six, six cups of water used to boil eight hot dogs. He says, go big or go home. Using a Brulosophy-inspired triangle test, <laughs> I was able to determine the different sample made with hot dog water in each of the two trials. Overall opinion is it's like bay leaves. There's nothing wrong with the end result when you leave it out, but including it provides an extra depth of flavor. Suck my balls. Just <laughs> picture of the triangle Jim. test. Okay, yeah. You know, they they wow. look the same. They look the same. Uh, <laughs> the cups... <laughs> the triangle. Uh, Non-hot dog water. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me see the hot dog water. Hot dog water. Okay. And it's clearly... Ew, hot like dog. Cloudy, uh, fucking yeah. chunks of hot dog in it. Yeah. yeah. All those nitrates and stuff. Uh, so, well, there you go. Are you saving the hot dog water overnight, or is this for the same meal? I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's the same it's meal, Warren. Okay. Probably yeah. a triple blind test. Well, how many, uh, many hot dogs eat hot dogs with mac and cheese? You know? Well, I just put the hot dog in the mac and cheese. Yeah. I save yeah. the water. He did eight hot dogs. Eight hot dogs water. for eight, eight hot dogs. Uh, whatever the water. It was six cups of water. Six cups of water. And eight eight, he was very scientific Excellent. tasty. Excellent. And eight hot dogs. And uh, the result, he says, is a tastier mac and cheese. Well, it's a it's it has a different flavor, a discernible a more, flavor. He said a. Uh. An extra depth of flavor, Correct. I guess, are his exact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not bad. There are more flavors. I like it be akin to, to, to bay leaves. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say, well, like, dank hot dog I think water his, taste. I think his reference there was the effect of a, of bay leaves on any recipe. Yeah. Where you're not really going to notice if you don't put it in. Right. But you will notice an extra something if you do. By the way, speaking of bay leaves, totally off topic. Did you happen to, like, see that social media kerfuffle from uh, uh, Chipotle? No. Where um, a bunch of people were finding, like, bay, like chunks of bay leaf in their rice? Oh, no. In their burrito. Huh. And it was, you know, n- not white people, but it was mostly white people complaining on social media. Hey, I just got a, a burrito from Chipotle and I found a leaf in my food. What is this? And it's like, it's a fucking it's a bay, bay leaf, leaf <laughs> right? It's a spice. <laughs> These people had no uh, idea that, uh, like, I don't know. Apparently, it's really hard for people to know what a bay leaf even is. So I was like they found proud a of Tim. finger in there. Sure. Or yeah. Right. Well, then people were complaining about the people complaining. I'm like, but they're right. It's. Leaf is in the name. It's it's a leaf in there. <laughs> their thing. I don't know. Bay leaves. I feel like he missed love them or hate them. The perfect opportunity to say use the word weenery as a description oh, yeah. of how the That's hot dog water tastes. Yeah. Well, he's not very smart. Man, this next one's rough. Okay. And right. oh, the, another the, the long one. one. <laughs> Look at rough. Um, yeah. Are you gonna eat all the way through without ranting? No, it's not that kind of rough. I'll read it. Um, is it yours? Your notes in parentheses, or yeah. that's okay? Because I wonder. I just wondered if he called it what it, what it is. <laughs> no. All right. This is from Mark. I'll read it. We we like to read feedbacks. Uh, hey, Brewcasters! I just wanted to drop a line and say thank you for being a great source of entertainment and distraction during the last two months from hell. 
my father-in-law passed away from the standard cancer battle that happens so much these days. And while sitting with the funeral director, I learned that a real uh, true cobber, which is Kiwi slang for good bastard friend, had also died from cancer. So a friend of his died at the same time. Jaco from uh, Fiasco Brewing in Christchurch, New Zealand, lost his battle with cancer at the age of 33. Uh, he wasn't just a great friend, but a mentor and hero to many in the brewery community here. Uh, he said, it still hurts to write this. Then, a month later, wifey left me when she couldn't deal with the depression from losing her father. One month? Yeah. So he says, so now I'm a grieving 37-year-old living with mum, making up excuses with Tinder dates to explain why we can't go back to my place. Tinder dates? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tinder dates. I, I thought you said dinner dates. I'm sorry. No, I heard Tinder. I heard Tinder. No. Tinder. Definitely Tinder. Google days. Carson. Dude, a month after. Google Carson. There's got to be something. She was ready to leave before that, I'm Yeah, sure, that was like, A month? Damn, girl. Yeah, that's rough. So he says, I'm chilling here, I'm chilling there while saving funds to move to town um, to finally follow my passion of brewing and getting into the industry which doesn't exist in Marlboro. Uh, it's nothing but wine here. So he says, your archives helped a shitload as I drove over 621 mi- miles, or 1,000 kilometers, in trips to funerals and job interviews <laughs> until I got the unofficial show from 08... <coughs> And the birth of Casa de la Muerte. Um, <laughs> and I spent three hours driving while crying like a bitch. <laughs> Which, of course, was the show where both Schumann and my dad had died. And right. we spent three hours on the air being completely inappropriate. And invented the grieve the job. The grieve job, yes. Which uh, I still believe in today. Yeah. <laughs> Becca called me and offered me a grieve job right she after did? my mom died. Nice. Yeah. I gave Ooh. myself a couple grieve jobs after my mom died. <laughs> I know that's, I know that's not job. how they work, but this I'm getting one, older now. This one's for you, Mom. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, calling your shots. I just couldn't be <laughs> Thinking about you, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Always in my heart. Oh, um. my gosh. Stop. Uh, this shot's for you. Uh, anyway... Um, this was supposed to be a thank you for all I've learned, all the entertainment and the companionship during these hard times. And I guess since I don't have to feed the kids anymore, I'll start <laughs> donating and finally get over to the Bay Area for a holiday where I hope to be. Uh, Your losses uh, are a win. See, hey. there's that Kiwi spirit that yeah. you know and love. There's the right. right side. You don't oh, have worries. to take care of them damn kids anymore. Keep it posy. Uh, they got a lot of sheep there. <laughs> oh, are those the kids? Is that what you're talking <laughs> about? No, he didn't say. Those are goats, Warren. Jesus. This isn't from the mark that we know. No, Mark's Australian, not New Zealand. So Same thing. Yeah, pretty to close. Us. All right, Mark. Well, hey, thanks for writing in. Uh, good luck to you. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, dude. What are you going to do? I just heard the good part at the end. Uh, there Was there a good part? Yeah. He doesn't have to like, right, spend money on the kids, and he can come out here to the Bay Area. Yeah, he started <laughs> hanging out with us. Doc will hang with you any day. Mark. Oh, hell yeah. Come on out and... Take you to the strip clubs, and your grief will be gone in, for four hours in no time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Till the next morning. As long as four hours. Yeah. All right. That's our feedback for today, brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and uh, check it out and um, support our sponsors. Also, before we take a break. Yes. 
You guys remember our friends over at White Labs, don't you? Hell oh, yeah. 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 Did you know White Labs added 16 new strains to the vault for homebrewers? Dude, where are they what? getting these strains from? Well, the, the vault. Yeah, oh, from the vault. Sure. V- visit uh, whitelabs.com slash the vault. Uh, place a pre-order for one of the strains, and once it hits 150 orders, you'll get the strain shipped right to your door. But there's more. Now you can purchase specialty strains from the vault straight from homebrew shops. Two different pre-selected strains will be available at retail, retail locations every two months. So this way, there's no wait for pre-orders to hit. Just visit your local homebrew retailer and pick up the strains. Keep an eye out for WLP 616 Funky Cider Blend and WLP 059 Melbourne Ale. Um, those will be... Oh, actually, you might you just missed those. Those were going to be July and August. But check out any of their new strains uh, every two months at a local re- retailer and go to whitelabs.com slash the vault and check it out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Probably got to get Steve out of here for his... Uh, get out! For his He's the, he Sorry for lingering. Leave me. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy to have you. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. 
Fan, SantaClean, Lubricants and Defoamers, pH Stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the five-star treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to Cloudburst Brewing out of Seattle. We had Steve in here hanging out with us, uh, which was a good time. And uh, Yeah, it was fun, man. Good beer. Um, mellow dude. You got to love mellow dude. A, yeah, exactly. I like the mellow guy. It makes me calmer. You know, not like you fucking assholes. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I think I'm pretty calm. <laughs> pretty stoned. You had I mean, true. I'm pretty calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Beardy is calm. You can keep cussing at him. He's just like, what? <laughs> Did you say something? Oh, whatever. I don't even know what you mean. Are you done yet? Hey, don't forget about Neshaminy Creek. Never do it. <laughs> Never. Uh, go listen to that show, Neshaminy Creek, too. It's a good one. And, uh, and a good time. Neshaminy Creek Brewing has been on the Philly beer scene since 2012 and just recently took home their fourth 
Philly Beer Scene Magazine Award for Brewer of the Year. So that's 2014, 15, 16, and 17. And they're third for Brewery of the Year. So they're killing it over there in Philly. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager winner. 2013, they got the gold. And in 16, they got the bronze. It's coming up again now. Uh, they also got the bronze for their smoke lager in 16 as well. So they got a large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal limited beers. So uh, also a variety variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable to poundable lagers. Uh, also oak fermented saisons and sour beers. You name it, it's all mixed in there. So free brewery tours on Saturdays. You can go check it all out at nishemonecreekbrewing.com. Good guys over there. That's right. So, Jip, you got a game for us. Yeah, yeah. So a little background about it. <clears throat> I was combing through, through beer news, trying to get some beer news, but I thought, uh, you know, this might be... Much more fun. There's a company uh, called Mind's Eye Brewing out of Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, it's a brewery started by, uh, which I thought was interesting, a former psychologist slash home brewer turned pro brewer. Okay. 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 Right. Yeah, I had to let right. that process. Right, yeah. right, as, as, as one will. <laughs> uh, for fun, he developed a Rorschach test to gauge a beer drinker's susceptibility to crafty marketing. Right? Crafty, not craft. Ah, right? interesting. Uh, very strange. So I printed out some here. Of course you did. And I want to show uh, Jay, and I'm going to compile the results. I have the uh, wow. the thing here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't see. Uh, and I just want to see, you know, how marketing savvy you are. I am. Okay. Yes. What's this test called? It's a Rorschach test. The, the, ink, the ink blot the ink test. Blot, yes, yeah. the ink blot test. And, Great uh, for radio, too. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we have, we have a video. Okay, good, you know, good, good. And, uh, Jay, I'm assuming I'm going to show these to you, and you're going to just describe what you see. Okay. Uh, out of the ink blot, and then I'm going to take notes, and we're going to we're going to go from there. And then I, after I tell you what I see, I can take it and hold it up to the camera. I, I, uh, I'm working uh, with Ben, no, so I got it right here. It. You already got it. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We're all, we're all so over this. Nice. You don't have to act. Look at you guys. Right. Producing a show. Yeah, you would think. It's happened once. Yeah. So are you ready for this? You ready for this? Okay. So and then, unless there are other rules, you're going to give me. Basically, I'm supposed to tell you what I see. Tell you. There's no questions. No, no. I just I hold it up. The inkblot, and then you tell me what you see in the inkblot. Okay. <laughs> and, like, the first thing, you know, so it's very... Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, here's the first one. Okay. We'll hold it up there so the camera can see it. My dead mother. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, Bevo... No. Um, <laughs> A double wide... I see, I see a moth. A moth. Yeah. You know, sit around there. A moth. Okay, so that is number one. I never understood one. these because it's not like the ink blocks ever represent anything but a moth. But when they do represent something, it's, that's when they know something about it. It's you. called right. a pattern. I see. Okay, here's the second Your one. Pattern. A naked chick holding groceries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that too. Uh-huh. A naked ch- Okay. Naked... Definitely. Okay. De- definitely that. Yeah. Are you sending these back to the brewery? This guy's fucking nuts. I'm no, no. Think. He has like a he has like a like a like a spreadsheet or something on his website. Okay, uh-huh. it's a thing. It's he's I don't know fucking psychologist man. Here's a third one. Well, I know what that is. <laughs> Warren. <laughs> I don't know. Pangea gone bad. Really. Okay. Pangea yeah. gone bad. Okay. Here is the last one. 
Hell. I'm seeing hell. I'm so screwed. What is it? Uh, no, seriously, that's what I see is hell. Yeah. It's a, a, a baby, a fetus. Yeah. Yeah. It's hell. Yeah. Same. Am I, is there something more? Are you... Is this oh, your you're baby? baby? Is yeah. this your baby? That's baby? my baby. Oh, how cool. So hell for you. I was right. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, JP. Oh, thank you, man. That's, That's good news. I mean, hmm. Oh. I have to think about this. Don't say what you oh, think. Right. I have a lot of emotions going on right no now. No wonder they bought a house. <laughs> First of all... It looks like a baby you would produce. Right. Kind of weird and... Non-formed. And, and yeah, like one leg sticking out. Yeah. I don't know what that is, or is that's, that its finger? That means it's a boy. Can, this is an actual ultrasound? Sonogram, I think. Because, like, yeah. it's like on a thing, and they shove it in the vag- vaginal. It's not just, like, over the belly. It's a probe. Oh, it's different. It's a probe. It's a probe. Yeah. So, so, which probe. Probe. Really longer and thicker than my wiener, and it felt made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. So basically where I'm sitting is your wife's vagina, like, Sort of where my head is. Yeah, literally straight. Yeah, straight up. So those two dark blobs on either side are her bladder, and that's like piss in her bladder. And so <laughs> right there, like right there, that's the bladder, like you know, compressing because the the probe was like my foot. It was huge. Wow. I mean, comparatively to my <laughs> so, winner. So Taryn had a good day. She yeah. wanted another one. Yeah. Can you just yeah. leave it there, please? <laughs> and leave the room. Turn the vibration up. Both of you. <laughs> but the rest of it looks. It looks like a, a peanut with. A deformed leg. Yeah, right. Well, that's the umbilical cord, apparently. Oh, I see. Um, and so this was like f- three, four weeks ago. Wow. So apparently now it's the size of a lime. Okay. Um, and its fingers are no longer webbed, which I was very disappointed. And <laughs> I mean, if everything's on track, right? Well, they, yeah. That can Kaiser be fixed. Sends you you can get a college scholarship with webbed hands. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said too. Yeah. I was like, we'll move over, web- Michael Phelps. Yeah. Here we go. Do you know what it is yet? No, and we're not going to find out. Really? Yeah, we're going to go the whole, uh, you know, 1600s. Like who fucking who can tell? Is there is there a point to seeing it this small? Like what? Did, no, just to confirm. Medically? Just. Just to confirm that it's there and attached, yeah, and attached <laughs> is really what it that is. She's yeah. not just full of shit and and claiming. <laughs> oh, so you were fact checking right. her? <laughs> yeah, it's fact checking yeah. her. But with the size of that probe, that means it's going to be an only child now. Yes, it's going to be an only <laughs> child, which I was a little disappointed in, to be honest with you. Now, you knew. This, I hope you knew this comes with. Uh, oh yeah. So, choose your rose wife, please. Well, you, not just. Passively, yeah, but adamantly, yeah, absolutely no children ever, no, no ever way. forget it, right. never, no way, fuck no, right. I'll, I'll admit you said the same thing about marriage too. So there's it's already true. Uh, there's but, a precedent for being a slippery, slippery but then slope. Even yeah, after, it really is. Even after that one, so yeah. my, my question is different than than you think. I, I think anyway. Okay, you did don't know you, me. Did you? I knew you were full of shit. By mm-hmm. the way. Okay. Did you know, like, did did you know, like, I'm going to say this because it's what I do, but really some part of me knows I'm going to probably have children one day? Or did you mean it back then? No, I meant it. You did? I meant it. And even when Tara and I started dating, I told her, like, I don't want kids, you know, ever. It's just, it's not in me. I don't really care about it. Um, yeah. 
Okay. So, like, well, so, so who's you the father back then? then? We don't know yet. No. I'm okay. <laughs> right. We're waiting for the whole UPS, FedEx, mailman <laughs> tests to come yeah, through. You have to comb sure. the security cameras to see who's been to the door. Goddamn right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what changed. I think. I think it's going to sound sappy, but like being married. Yeah. And being with her and being married, like, I didn't want to get married either, but I was like, well, I can't imagine my life without her. Right. She really wants it. It could be pretty cool. And I'm usually kind of risk adverse sometimes. So let's go ahead and do it. I see. And then so we're talking first about. It was like, a, so first of all, the, the thought change happened after marriage, not yes. prior to. Right. Okay. Right. And then at first it was, well, it's a. a, a a worthwhile compromise because I don't want to lose my wife. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't pushing marriage or whatever because I had told her I'm just I don't really care about it. But uh, it was um, I don't know. It sounds very like clinical, like I like I had a spreadsheet and came to the conclusion the root would equal marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't. For me, it just it felt like once I came to that conclusion, like I don't want to be without her. Yeah. That then let's go ahead and get married and right. and ever since then like we've come closer which I sound like a daytime talk show now um, <laughs> and then you know just talking about kids because I, I I promised her I would always keep it on the table like I would always be willing to have ah. a conversation about it yeah. with her um, and then it didn't seem like as much of a hindrance or I don't know I I think a lot of it has to do with me well we're both turning forty this year oh yeah um, and right. and That's I a think, lot of you guys yeah. And I think that there's something about your own mortality um, and what kind of legacy you're going to leave behind and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I think maybe that made me soften up a little bit. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't see yeah. that coming. Well, the biological clock. Well, nobody did. <clears throat> Probably, yeah. yeah. Different Twitter yeah. game. Good thing Kenny never listens spent, to this you, show. You, <laughs> you, spend, you spend more time around young kids, too. You could, the more you do that, the more you can see yourself. Actually, being a parent, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I have, that, right? yeah, I mean, my whole family is, you know, have that. My brothers are much older, so I've been, you know, so I've you, been around kids forever. But, and, but your new, your current friends have shown you what it's like to have kids. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. but also, so I was going to go there too, tasty, and in a different way, and that is, window shopping at Disneyland. That you're dumb, JP. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. No, and here's why. Now I don't. I I, I think all of the things you're saying. are are not only true, but accurate. Yeah. But here's where your stupidity comes into play. Okay, tell me. You love children. You always have. Right. You're, and you're you're great with them. I have I have not seen many people so good with, with kids as you are. Which, by the way, doesn't mean automatically that you're going to have kids. No. Right. Kids I, love clowns, and clowns are great. Other people, yeah. they don't yeah. love clowns. But he, it's so great. I'm telling you, the way he relates to children, like... Uh, you're, you've always been great with them. Yeah. That's I'm psychologically how, repressed. You know, so. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you, you have allowed the other things to come into play, and you just kept in your, I don't know what, you, you just ignored that side or, or just decided, well, that's just because I like kids. I have fun with kids, and I don't ever want them. Right. However, subconsciously, a person who's that good with, with children and, and enjoys them that much. Otherwise, you wouldn't be that good with them because you truly enjoy kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, it was fucking obvious. Yeah, I mean, it was really like I enjoyed my 
time I enjoyed being able to just go play video games. I mean, Destiny 2 just came out, and that's what I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of shit to so do. You, so you have six months to beat it? How yeah. much longer do you have? No, I've already beaten it. It's fine. Oh, okay. That's so a whole see, thing. See, now you gotta you feed, still got to feed some. kids and diaper kids and still play video games. Well, yeah, but right. they sleep a bunch for the beginning, so I feel like your video game action will actually go better for a little while. I think it'll be great. And, and then it will go downhill when they start to stay up more. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, you know, I see you know, uh, some of my friends who have older kids, and they play games together and like you know te- inter- they interact and kind of teaching your kids about video games and music and shit like that shit that i kind of interested in um i think that would be really cool will be. True. And, and then it's also the you know let's try not to raise an asshole thing right, right? Well, we all start that way i don't know i'm gonna it, be the best plus, parent ever it was weird dude you'll yeah. never need an excuse to stay home again like that's what people have been telling me yeah you know mm, yeah. now you're like oh my god no one's even gonna call me out on it it's gonna be amazing of course what? i'm staying home i have right. a baby no well, i don't get invited out yeah. now anyway so it's fine <laughs> yeah no it's um it, you're you're right i think it's a I, I don't know, man. It was when that switch finally like tripped. It was, it was weird. Yeah. And then and then you know when we started going through this whole like, hey, we might actually be pregnant thing, and it was fucking weird. Oh man. And then when we went to this fucking appointment, um, and like I'm in oh, the lying. yeah I'm like in the room and I'm like what the fuck? At first like you go in, uh, I, I went you know took Taryn to appointment and she goes in first and you're in a waiting room full of pregnant women. Right, and you're a dude, yep. and you're sitting there reading like pregnancy today, and which belly bands are the greatest, and how not to clench your nip or whatever the fuck, right? And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm the you're only the dude, yeah. And people, well, trying to hide it. There's no pillows, yeah. And I'm, I'm people are looking at me like, I, in my mind, I'm going, do they think I'm in the wrong place? Like, do they think I'm that stupid where I'm like waiting for a colonoscopy? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> haven't you? This isn't a puppy adoption clinic. <laughs> Shit, and haven't you seen Junior? <laughs> and you're thinking the whole time, where are the other dudes? I'm thinking, where are the other dudes? What yeah. are these? I mean, these women are fucking pregnant. Yeah, like, why they're, were you right? there? Yeah, um, it's not even a thing yet. So. I don't know because it's the first thing, and um, yeah. you were, you I were wanted born to be in high me. school that this might happen. Oh, yeah. it it's true. He wanted to see the Sam size has of the probe. Else to do? Yeah, I'm to do. But like being there when they inserted the probe, when they probed her in, yeah, and yeah, I was like, that's weird. And then seeing it happen on screen, it was like a scene from Inner Space or whatever. It's just like there was like oh, yeah. nothing on the screen. Then suddenly there was like a mass, and the mass was moving. I'm like, oh, that's all vagina. That's weird. Yeah, wow, this now is good you can see where delivery. See what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is what my dick sees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> third eye. <laughs> dick view. It was yeah, not uh, anymore. Yeah. Thank you, Warren. That's, that's that what nice. your dick saw. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then until see- this time for another baby, right? And then seeing it like on screen, and then they listen to the heartbeat, which is always like fucking weird sounding and weird. very fast. And I was like, I just, I don't know, I got creeped out for like two weeks. Yeah, wow. and I'm starting to come around to it now, though. I'm starting to get a little excited. It's a miracle, actually. Well, now. You don't just have to think about yourself dying all the time. You That's true. A new thing to have anxiety. About. <laughs> oh, yeah. trust me, a whole new layer. Of yeah. I already. Oh, I already have, man. Like when Taryn gets stressed out, I, I go like, "Hey, Taryn, calm down, because <laughs> yeah. you got to think you're stressed out for two now." Oh, you're gonna go full oh. Schumann on on her. I, I fear. <laughs> Where? Sh- oh my God, Schumann. Uh, when when Nikki got pregnant, was just. Uh, are you sure you should be eating that? 
um, you're pregnant now. Studies show. Oh, I would kill like, him. I would and just kill all him. The way, like every little thing. Are you sure you should be doing that? I mean, it's my baby, too. <laughs> and I was okay. like, oh, God. <laughs> I tell her you better. No, we can't watch that movie. It's too excitable. So much right. anxiety. The- the kids wouldn't like that. Right. Well, and we went to Disneyland. I could have gotten you another cat. I mean, you should have just asked. <laughs> 20 cats. We went to Disneyland two weeks ago for the... the, the we signed up for a run, like a 5K. Oh, God. And the doctor said it was fine, and she ran, you know, 10 weeks pregnant. Wait, you said we, and then you said she ran. Oh, I, we ran, oh, okay, but good. she also ran <laughs> okay. as well. She ran with the baby. He didn't have one, did he? That's it. right. Yeah, I had a butt baby. I had to poop real bad. Um, <laughs> Not sympathy, a whole different baby. Yeah, right. Different yeah. meaning for the word we. That's, cr- that's true. We that's all true. run as a family. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. She ran. You do get now infinite opportunities to go to Disneyland, too. That's, I mean, that's, oh, look at that. Yeah, if we can afford it, that would well, be great. Well, well you don't have true. to pay for the kid. That's true. Well, now you don't have to make excuses why the hell you're at Disneyland again. Right. Well, yeah, that's Now true. you're going to understand... You're going to be one of those people you uh, bitch about. Stroller person. Stroller. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to do it. You're not stroller, stroller buddy. No, fucking. You, you don't need a stroller. You're going to pupusa. Yeah, why stroller. not? Is that what it's called? Be real, sure. Yeah. Front or I back. think pupusas are sandwiches. When they're no. four, oh. he's going to have a stroller. Yeah. What about when they're four? Uh, uh, or maybe like a compact well, stroller. Because the baby junk that goes you know along with the baby. Like, yeah. There's so much baby junk. I think we have fun. to have a stroller. The baby's not even in the stroller. You're holding the baby in the junk in the stroller. Abby's going to be six. The next time we go to Disneyland, I'm still putting her in a stroller. Oh, oh yeah. you baby her. Oh, when they start fighting the stroller. Oh, she, I lazy. feel like I should probably cut Doc's pay to make to give you a a raise. I think a so raise. too. You know, oh, uh, dependent company. Mm. What do you think, Doc? Should I cut yours by half or so? Well, I'm just thinking. What are you going to do? I have any say so? What you're going to spend it on? <laughs> yes. Uh, if I cut your your, your zero dollars uh, half, half a zero, uh, you can dictate how JP oh, spends please. it. Oh, please, please put it in the college fund. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Not too far off. Yeah. I'm taking a stroller fund and our, you know. When's this kid a do? A therapist. Late March. Oh, March is a good should month. Should we do a, a thon? We can do a thon. We should do a Vienna thon for sure. uh, JP's baby thon. <laughs> Some thon stuff. And Only you, if you make it thong that instead. Thong, 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 thong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's JP a thong. <laughs> it's good to have DD now, like a built-in DDD oh, for six months. Fuck yeah. That, to uh, me, by the way. The so only let's go wine tasting of this this whole experience. Until yeah. well, so she gets put on bed rest and can't drive you, and or you can't go out to. And then in sixteen mm. more years, you'll have another DD. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's also true. Yeah, I gotta get Bryson's goddamn license soon. God, I get then one more DD. Kids and. Beardy, you're next. With nope. Yo, her clock is ticking. <laughs> nope. It's ticked. Candy doesn't listen to this show, so it'll be fine. Nothing happened at work today. Well, she's on Facebook, though, and we had a really cute picture uh, to post on Facebook about it. So, Ah, uh, boy. Damn yeah. it. It's going to happen. And uh, honestly, like, after we found out, we are like, oh, Warren's going to get shit now. Yeah. Well, when you move to Oakley, you have to make your own friends because no one lives out there. You have to create them in a lab, yeah. So as long as they don't move to Oakley. She was pregnant before we moved, but after we started planning. So So March, huh? Yeah, March, like 20, what the, this one says, like. Oh, Springfest is on the. Well, March 16th um, is a good day. Hang on, I got to think about myself here, JP. Uh, March 31st is Springfest. Hope you're available. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do anything this year, so I don't expect you to Doesn't matter. Well, he was in the hospital for one already. So. That's true. I can be in the... Uh, 321, apparently, is the due date. Okay. Yeah. That's close. She'll be late. 
Because that's how it goes. It'll happen on spring fest. Yeah. It'll happen on spring fest. A little spring fest. Spring break. So That'd be a nice announcement. You're saying I've missed my window to nail Taryn. No, I'm not saying that. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying that. Well, it'll, just be, it'll be after the baby. Can you, you wait about 10 years there, there, is, there is an early window, yeah. or you're going to have to wait till after. I see. Well, I'll decide. <laughs> I'll get back to you. You let, you let us know when you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send an email. Bevo will send an email on my behalf. <laughs> A whole different marathon. But I'll make sure I voice text it so there's no punctuation. Right. Just all one. Just no. run on paragraph. I'll just be getting a, a, a Google Calendar invite. <laughs> to the yeah. sex or yeah. to the baby? Yeah. No, to, to, to the sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Tuesday from six right. to six oh one on the B- exactly on the, on the BN calendar. Yeah, because it doesn't go in thirty second increments. So. Yeah. Like I said, different marathon. Well, you need foreplay. Mm. Yeah, isn't that good for wait, pregnancies wait, wait. at some point? Foreplay, sex, or, oh. or just have a baby. I don't know. I guess it's more protein for your body to absorb. I don't know. Ew. Can we not talk about protein and, okay. and your baby? All right. I mean, you made that thing. That's true. It's oh, half so, you. So I told. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We haven't established that yet. Either. <laughs> we don't yeah, know. That's true. Um, on uh, on our Disney show on Ears Up, you can find it earsuppodcast.com. Yeah. Um, we told Terrence on our. We do a secret show for our cried, Patreon people. Oh. Uh, he he left the room. He was so verklempt, but he never actually like sh- bawled like he likes to say. Wow. Uh, but anyway, we told him in much a similar way. Like I made up a fake news story and whatever. And uh, he goes, he goes, can I just be be honest with you i'm like sure terrence why not he goes i'm glad you're you're this is happening because i thought you couldn't have kids because a couple years ago becca was asking you you know me um what, when are you going to have kids and you told her well how do you know i can oh <laughs> you were fucking with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then, I, and then apparently i had said i went to the doctor and got checked out and i can't actually have kids so please stop <laughs> asking me about it it oh, actually hurts my feelings oh my god oh, and he goes wow. and for the last two years i thought that and i've been trying to like figure out a way to ask you about oh, if my your god. dick works He's such a pussy. i know and i'm like bro you got the same thing for 10 12 years before you had your first litter right it, you get tired of hearing people go when are you gonna have kids yeah it's a pain in the ass, but uh, people stopped asking me. If you yeah. hold out long enough, they do stop. People stop. They yeah. finally go, "Oh fuck, he really he does hate children. He's not having kids. He do not hate children. I just hate that question. I don't hate your child. That's about it. You don't hate mine either. Mm, yeah, it depends are they, on the day. Are they really children? <laughs> I think they're just yeah. Yeah, adults. Yeah, they're, now, no, yeah. they're man child. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah. That's different. Um. JP's kid will probably be cool. It'll, it'll be probably cooler than me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's cool, though. Right. No, cooler <laughs> than me. Yeah. It's still pretty not cool. I think your kid will be pretty cool. I think it'll be fine. No. He'll survive. Although I it'll do, survive, yeah. I, yeah. I do survive. remember the time in your living room when my boys were over there. It was a pre-party thing, and they come running out in your living room having a dildo fight. <laughs> In your living room. Funny enough, I actually also remember this evening. Oh, good. <laughs> Uncle Justin. I was like, bam, bam, bam. Like, what check out these the swords, fuck? Dad. They're, They're like nerfs. Giant yeah. double-sided dildos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was also the time where they were playing with the electric wheelchair. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ram it into things. Oh. Ram it into things, yeah. <laughs> I never got charged for it. It's fine. <laughs> well, I don't want to say other than congratulations, JP. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, thanks, man. I think that this was your destiny anyway. Oh. And I'm happy for you. You guys oh, are going to be... You. You're going to be great parents despite what you've always thought. You're, you'll be a... You know, you, you've heard us say this for years when you said, I, I just... What I've been through. I don't want to be a dad. Fuck all that. You're going to be a, just a great dad. You're going, to yeah. be, you're going to be one of the best dads we've ever seen. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Are you pulling from Trump now? <laughs> It'll yeah. be fabulous. <laughs> You'll be a huge dad. One of the best dads ever. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good it'll time. It'll be a big league dad. Yeah. It will be a good time. You'll have fun with it, too. Not yeah. in the beginning. God. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you poor know, fuck. The, the but first, after a little yeah. while, you'll like probably the have to Like 20 years? Yeah. 20 years. No, what is it? Like, by three or so, you'll It'll be fine again. Yeah, as long as you can string together subhuman words, I'm okay. No, yeah. no. As, yeah. as, as, as soon as they start understanding mm-hmm. your joke, you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> as long as they still almost puke when I fart. Right. Oh, well, you're going to find that one out pretty soon. Oh, that's good. guaranteed. That yeah. makes sense. All right, good. I mean, I'll, yeah, totally makes sense. Wow. Well, that was a surprising twist <laughs> to a game. Well done, JP. Thanks, Thanks man. there. I kind of wanted to know what about the interpretation of my other. Yeah, I still. I mean, can it be about me again for a second? Hey, we can keep going. I got another (laughs) one. What is that one? That one looks like Bevo ready to shoot us with machine guns. Let me see it. Yeah, it does. I see a baby. That looks like ovaries. No, no, the other one before. These the two look like babies. Like those yeah. Like like oh, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That looks no, like babies. Those like, look well, like well. your deformed babies. twins. Bad babies. <laughs> I was in the, when we were getting this, you know, checkup or whatever, I was like, so when do the horns come in? <laughs> yeah. And the uh, doctor's like, um. He's like, <laughs> so anyway, this is where the thing is. I'm like, oh, man. Does he have to come to all the appointments? <laughs> yeah. It's a midwife, apparently. We're back in the fucking 18th century. Oh, so you have one and a half wives now. That's how we do it. Nice. nice. Yeah. Hey, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to take a break. I can't promise we won't have more baby talk when we get back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So many questions. Might not be human baby. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. So shocking. The next nine months are going to be consumed. Uh, I feel like we six. need it. I feel like we... Six months. Because she's three months. Okay, right. I think she's yeah, three months Saturday. Yeah, you don't tell people Saturday. right away. Yeah. Well, that was March my thing, six. too. Like, we were talking about it in weeks. Like, how far along are you? Six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks. And we can't tell you anybody after 12 is usually... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so, in my mind, I'm, I had to stop going, okay, 12 weeks. So, now we have nine months to wait. I had to remember that. Time six, served. Yeah. Time <laughs> it's served. It's already three right. fucking months. Yeah. So, my, I clinched a little bit when I remembered that. I feel like we're going to need... A semi-regular Should segment, the first you know, time. called "How Fucked Is JP," mm. and, and talk about the different ways that your life has we can, become. Oh, we could do that. Be a segment every week. I'll, we sh- I'll bring the thing in every <laughs> Monday. Done it before the pregnancy. That's true. That's true. We should have Terrence bring in one of his kids, and we could have a lesson, a parenting lesson. <laughs> oh my god, a parenting lesson <laughs> with from JP. Terrence yeah. to Black and wow. JP. on what not to do. Yeah. Like, uh, well, if you want to learn what to do, go get How to Brew 2017. It's time to replace that dog-eared copy of John Palmer's How to Brew. Our friends at Brewers Publications have published the fourth edition of How to Brew, and it's essentially a totally new book. The fourth edition clocks in at 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded, and there are five totally new chapters, too. Uh, so whether you want simple, surefire instructions for making your first beer or your seasoned home brewer uh, working with all-grain batches, this 
book has something for you. Uh, ingredients and methods to recipes and equipment for uh, brewing beer at home. How to Brew is loaded with valuable information and brewing techniques. Uh, and recipe formulation, too, by the way. Grab your copy at your preferred beer book vendor or buy it from the Brewers Association store. And if you want to get the book and support craft beer at the same time, definitely buy it from the Brewers Association store. More info is at brewerspublications.com. Just check it out. All right. We're going to take a uh, quick break and uh, lament. <laughs> yeah. J- take it all in. JP's new <laughs> life. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back in just a minute. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's. In Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. <laughs> Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. craftbeer.com and check out their brewery finder. More than 5,000 breweries in the U.S. and craftbeer.com brewery finder published by the Brewers Association has them all. It's the most robust U.S. brewery finder. Whether you're traveling or exploring your own city, you can find uh, breweries by current location or search in other states. You can find directions and contact info straight from the brewery finder. Uh, You'll also find brewery social handles on the brewery finder so you can keep on the latest news from your favorite breweries. So visit craftbeer.com. Check out the brewery finder. There really is no other uh, extensive resource like that um, that you can just find it all in one spot. Check out crapbeer.com brewery finder. All right. We don't have a whole lot left to do, boys. No. We got <laughs> Twitter game. 
Do we have a real game to play? No, we don't. I mean, the Twitter game's real. Well, yeah, well another, but not a baby announcement. So what was no. our Twitter game? Our Twitter game was, how do we shock you guys back into normal society? Society. Yeah. After Burning Man. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, and how did, how did our listeners do? They did pretty good. Okay. They did pretty good. Seems like a tough one. Uh, I think it was. I think it was, but everyone rallied. So uh, here we go. Mitch says, nothing like a mortgage payable only with American greenbacks. Hashtag no trades. Yeah, that's true. Came back to some bills. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony D says, uh, do an update on the death pool standings. That sure seemed to crush some spirits last time. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was fine. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. I won. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Bubbles8590, apparently, uh, said, uh, set something on fire and have Doc run through it. It worked well for the other guy. <laughs> well, the other guy didn't get through it. And <laughs> did it really bring him back? Yeah. Well, so. Uh Topher Tom, I don't know, says, uh, make them all work on cleaning the Dyson hand dryers in the hop grenade bathroom. Mm. That w- yeah, mm, well, no, that'll just make me want to leave. <laughs> uh, Tristan says, do another website update. Oh, <laughs> that, that sounds will, like work. That will definitely whip me back into the <laughs> right and back into the real into world the groove or rut, whatever that was. I'm still yeah. not even done with that one, actually. So yeah, <laughs> you, you have no idea how true that is, right? <laughs> Uh, Rob Spire says, strip them naked in the middle of Salvio Street and tell them to run home. Give them a five-minute head start before you call the cops. Actually, that's more that's like Burning Man. Pretty much so. like <laughs> Sorry. That's, I'm going to do that to get home tonight. Uh, and then lastly, Tim Conlon says, present Doc with this, month al- this month's alimony statement. Justin's with this month's uh, hop grenade Fort Collins numbers. Oh, God. And tell Beardy Candy is pregnant. Oh, shit. That is a dose of reality. <laughs> so if we're talking about realism, that one's that one's the closest. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I feel like I'm here. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh. Here I am. I have a kid now. Uh, read, it off, read it off once more just because Doc just walked walk okay. in. Our winner of how to snap the three of us back into reality yeah. after Burning Man is... Uh, pre- to present this... Uh, God, why am I such a fucking retard? Uh, present Doc this month's alimony statement. Statement. Ouch. <laughs> Justin, this month's grenade, Hop Grenade Fort Collins numbers, yeah. and tell Beardy that Candy is pregnant. <laughs> my, that covers about uh, all of it. That's Slap how we all got, yeah. got snapped back into reality. Yeah. I think Tim wins then. Oh. Yeah, that's a winner. Cold. Yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Tim. Good job, buddy. Oh, he did say hashtag no hope. That was but, cold uh, and brutal, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Kicking the, you know what? Oh, yeah. All right. If uh, I get home and that's true, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> mm. Oh God, that's an understatement. That, that's beauty. <laughs> you will see emotions yeah, from me. That's beauty. Very upset right now. You will. I, you will see an emotion. A big an emotion. Yeah. Oh, my vasectomy, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Beardy or got a secret vasectomy. Boy, uh, <laughs> we talked, didn't we talk about it? I thought yeah, we talked about going in on it together. <laughs> together? Yeah. 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 Which is a, a thing, apparently. One, really? Like brosectomies. Really? Like what? Oh, wow. Because you can get a discount or because yeah. you just do it Yeah, I think together. you get a discount and wow. you just do it for, you know, whatever. I thought wow. they did, did that with gingers when they were born. Automatically? <laughs> yeah. A little clippy clippy. They should, yeah. But I think <laughs> they, they made should. that illegal. Hopefully they did. Back in the 70s. Oh, a decade too oh. soon. <laughs> yeah, you, you could no longer just uh, cut off your gingers. Oh. 
it's too bad for Beardy. Poor decision making on your guys' part. <laughs> yeah. Right. He would have been on the other side of that protest. Right. Been like, do not take this away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of sex, uh, Adam and Eve determined to help you spice things up <laughs> nice in the segue. bedroom. And uh, they're backing up that promise. So check this out. Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter uh, offer code BNARMY at checkout. Um, and that's for a good deal. Uh, in and of itself, but now, backed by popular demand for a limited time, you'll also get the free Big O kit. And who doesn't love the Big O? Uh, Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator, um, you know, for your butt. <laughs> that's uh, where they go, right? Any you like. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> It's a massager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now you've got a new way to get her. Oh, her. That's for her. Sorry. Oh. Now you got a new way to get her off. Could uh, be for her butt. Our could butt? Could be for her butt, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our butt. Yeah. The butt. It's if you're worried about that vibrator. stuff. Uh, what girl wouldn't love that? <laughs> By the way, I love how sometimes just reading the next sentence after we've gone off uh, fits in perfectly. You'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry, take advantage of this limited time offer. Choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or, or almost anything else. And uh, when you choose that, you'll get 50% off that item. And then free shipping, plus the big O kit, which includes Climax gel and a mini vibrator. And you won't find this deal anywhere else. Except probably on another podcast. But uh, this one helps us. So use offer code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, BNARMY at checkout. Uh, that's BNARMY at adamandeve.com. I still haven't officially shopped there myself. Because? Yeah. I don't. You're full up on bud plugs? <laughs> I don't buy the things in. You have to go like first hand shopping? You, you rent them? No. Uh, the, the chicks buy them. Yeah, there's that, yeah. You know? Okay. Like I don't, it's true. I, I mean, don't buy the thing. Generally, well, chicks come with their own... Yeah. I mean, no pun intended, but, but they arrive with their own, you know, so toy chest. They know it feel weird showing up with, like, a bunch of fucking <laughs> dildos in my hand. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Is this your flavor? <laughs> on the machine? Yeah. But isn't that a bad thing when they show up with something that needs to spice up your life? And you're like, mm, what am I not doing? You're already anticipating no, disappointment. Yeah. I don't take it that way, actually. I could see that. I'm but, talking about uh, you, not but, me. Um, yeah, then no, not at all. I'm always like, right on. All right. Circus is in town. They're <laughs> yeah. just ensuring they they have a good time. That's right. I'm fine with that. And look, hey, we all fail sometimes. I get tired. <laughs> That's uh, true. <laughs> really? No, a, yeah. a, a dildo with well-charged batteries is the perfect gift. I agree. I always got one wrapped up in my car ready to go. You do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrapped up like, like a, a new, like right a new oh, Got a bow on and everything. Has it fell out of your glove box and the officer pulled you over it? Oh, I, gift I love it. it. You never know when you're going to need that. Does it have a tasty Who sticker on the outside? Well, the, wall, the wrapping paper's got sure. okay. And you're right. How can you go wrong with that? Exactly. Right. You know, it keeps on giving. And, yeah. you know, it's from the heart. Yeah. Did you actually get the tasty molded one? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> no, no, no. That's Just the wrapping paper. That is oh, a, good okay. idea. Just a good idea. Yeah, but you can't tell them until after. Right? Like, you give it to them, and then they come back and they go, Tasty, that thing you, you bought me. Uh, it could go either way. It reminds me of you. They can either say it was a little weird, or they can come back and say, It, it was the most amazing thing I've ever well, felt. And that's when you go, Yeah, it's my mold. Yeah. <laughs> it's my nose that makes it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the nose. Uh, you might have to have it branded. Uh, Not branded, but branded. Yeah. This is where Bebo's here. We give her shit about not getting a tour of the factory. Right. When, when is that going to happen? It's probably never going to happen. 
I think it needs to happen. I was almost going to North Carolina, and if I was, I was definitely going to go by there and like. Oh yeah! Tell them who the hell I am. I just want to run up and down the racks, just looking at everything, <laughs> just swatting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. high fiving everything off the like, shelf, like when you run a stick down a fence. Yeah, you go, yeah. yeah exactly. Because yeah. I imagine all the dildos are just straight up and down on racks. They must be. They have, <laughs> they have for, to be. What I mean, kind of dildos must well, they? Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably no, are stored it's, in it's, the fleshlight. It's not a retail play. They need to be yeah. stacked up like you know horizontal because it's not a retail. If you buy a dildo, yeah. If you buy a dildo and a flashlight, it should come. No assembly to, required. Just to save on shipping, really. Right, right. But the added bonus, <laughs> that's how it comes. Yeah. Shipped in pairs. Well, real quick, speaking of awesome things, uh, Beersmith Homebrewing Software, you can go to beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial. You won't be disappointed. And Nobody um, Yeah. <laughs> I really haven't heard anybody no, ever come say, back. Nobody goes like, Beersmith, really? It's so lame. No, it's like, does everything. <laughs> The only reason that anything might be wrong with it is you're not smart enough to use it. Or well, exactly. But even that, problem, then, there's, the there's all the video tutorials. Well, there's the podcast. Like, there are. I'm actually not smart enough to use it, admittedly. Um, so when that happened before with other software, which I also wasn't smart enough to use, this is not an exaggeration, I called Doc every time. <laughs> it would be, be Friday night at fucking 930, because, you know, I don't start brewing And, until of course, he's whatever. already in the middle of the brew. No questions beforehand. Yeah. Well, once I started Two minutes with the Beersmith... 60-minute edition. He wants to know how much. Uh, <laughs> all of these things. Once I started with the Beersmith, with the videos, and this also, I'm not exaggerating, I would get to those points where I don't know how to enter the next thing, and I would just go over to the beer smith.com enter the oh. problem i was having and there's a fucking video for it yeah. oh, because yeah. brad i mean it's his full-time gig and, that, and that's one of the differences plus he's just a real smart guy really so smart. uh put it all there uh really the only reason he has the he hasn't told me this, this is my assessment the the free 21 day trial i would be so curious to find out the ratio of people that ever asked like who don't then just get the free, yeah, get the free. right. Yeah, what's the ratio of people who who go get buy the free this? trial right. and then don't buy the thing? Yeah, it, if you're just looking for that kind of software, you're going to buy that. One. You're going to buy it. So yeah. go check it out. Don't take our word. Go to beersmith.com right now, and uh, you'll be happy you did. Yeah, gold standard. Hey, the last thing I wanted to ask about, uh, Tasty, I forget yeah. if you were in town because I thought maybe you were gone yeah, for the enough, eclipse. Yeah. But did you go to the Drake's anniversary party? I did. Yeah. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, it was like the same day they had the uh, Tasty IPA release at uh, 21A for their anniversary party. Okay, that's right. And we talked about this last time a little bit. It was like noon to 6. Yeah. The Drake's event started at 5. So Yeah. Oh, man. day of drinking 6.8% beer. Followed by four pints of water, I made my way over to Drake's, and I went to that. You did, and you hung out. And then it was a good celebration? It was a great celebration. Well attended, great beers. It was a fun time. All right, go to drinkdrakes.com, and you can get all the information about any up, uh, upcoming events they have. One of my favorite breweries mm-hmm. in the Bay Area of all time. Yep. And then, since we brought it up, so I went and picked up a little bit of beer from Sully um, from Burning Man. Oh, good stop, yeah. Um, before I left, yeah. and he gave me a six-pack of the Tasty. Oh, uh, so I took it with Pretty me. Hard to get. It went right into my fridge. It hadn't been released yet. Uh, you made it to Burning Man, did it? It did. I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, you did not. Um, uh, I shared it on the la- our last work day. Everybody was done working and sitting around in the dark. It was oh, when yeah. I was handing out fried chicken. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you were, you man, were, you, you were, were gold- locked away. You, you were golden with that fried I was, chicken. Though. I was quite happy to hand out the fried chicken. Anyway, nice. handed it out to uh, a few beer lovers. Special and- location. Oh, cool. 
Tasty, it's a really good beer. It's excellent. I couldn't be happier with the beer. Now, you've done collaborations before. and, <laughs> and of them, yeah. Um, Couple, anyway. And, you know, they're all... They're all I've been happy with everyone. They're all good yeah. in their in their own right, but yeah. some of them are not like a tasty beer. And you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's not your brewery. Like it's a commercial brewery. Sometimes I'm brewing the style that they need for their lineup. Yeah, not like an IPA that I want to do. And it's also sometimes just somewhat different than a beer I would taste off your homebrew yeah, setup. Yeah, just rightly so. It's a different brew house, a different kitchen. I'm being genuine here when I say I think the tasty beer that came out of 2A is the closest to a tasty <laughs> yeah. beer that I've ever had uh, commercially brewed. Sure. That's yeah. my I don't know about well, your opinion. But my opinion is uh, that that's the closest yeah. one I've had. Yeah. What uh, you're saying I got up against the problem that I had at the beginning where the name of the beer and the artwork were already decided before we decided before on the even recipe. The, yeah, yeah. And I had and I had to go like homebrew a recipe and come up, you know. Sean and I said I'm talking about what we might do. Okay. And I went and sort of did that. We sat on taste of the beer, and I'm going like, this beer has to be freaking tasty. It's like, it's everything about it. Like, yeah, you know, so. it is, and they did it right. Yeah. Now that beer is. Uh, I hope you're getting a cut of this beer, tasty. Are you getting a uh, cut of this thing? You figured that out? I'm getting a lot of. A lot of you are. I'm getting a lot of social media coverage. Let's just say that. Here, for what that's worth. Here's why I Does it match your pay here? You don't have to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I hope. I'm much I better pay here. Far <laughs> Here's why I asked that. Uh, and it's whatever you did, but yeah, that beer's gonna fucking kill it. Oh, it's and I'll, it, yeah. it, it, it's already killing it. And now the the label is cool. You don't even have to know who Tasty is. Now yeah. I've always said this about the hot grenade, will. right? Like the hot grenade logo, right? I don't actually have that ego where like you have to know it's associated with Justin Crosley. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The awesome thing about the hot grenade logo was that you didn't even have to know who the brewing network was to like it. Yeah. The Tasty brand has the same thing, so um, it might not equal accolades for you, but I'm yeah. telling you just that that Tasty just goes across, uh, it just spans, yeah. right? It no, doesn't matter good, who you, a, in no. other words, it doesn't matter who you the are. The name and the shelf look seems attractive. Yeah. So that yeah, For good. people that don't know any idea who I am, yeah. it still is attractive. But then here's just another some some metrics for you. Um, you know, we had the Tasty event here the night yeah. you guys did the show, right. and... Um, I guess Eric, you know, and, and by your advice, by the way, yeah. I, I think you know, ordered like six or eight cases, cases. of the beer, now, and we never do that. Two. We never do that. That's right. Normally, when we do these things, and and the reason we normally get two is because that's about our market here. Sure. Um, people were, you know, people don't buy that much beer to go. Well, you you talked him into it, and 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 thank goodness you did. Uh, ten cases sold out on a Monday night like that. <laughs> wow. First we, night, yeah. we haven't sold ten cases of anything ever here. Okay. How many did Tasty buy? Uh, <laughs> good question. I signed a lot of them, though. <laughs> so that was very cool. But then not just that. The beer on tap, I believe. Yeah, well, that's the next more, today. Next day, I think. A barely the next day. Uh, which, again, we're talking about a Monday night year. Yeah. So not only is the branding super, but the um, the beer is just Couldn't really good, man. happy with the beer. I was at uh, I think you should be. Sacramento last week. We did two events, two release events for it. And I was drinking like, you know, seven, eight pints a night. And, you know, yeah. when I get tired of a beer, I get tired of a beer. But, it, no, it's easy on the palate. It is. Yeah. It is. And and I mean it when I say I, I just think it's the closest to a, a tasty beer that I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with you know. the, 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 how it turned out. Yeah, sure. good. Good. All right. Well, I just wanted to say that because I thought Thanks. the beer was really good, and uh, I, I I brought it out at the perfect moment. We it was the end of Burning Man. We had worked all day. We were all dead, and I was like, "Oh shit! I've got this uh, six pack of Tasty." And because of it's just, it was refreshing and 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 dry. It was a hundred and five degrees all day that day. Came out great. 
So, can I give Sully a, a, a plug if you, if you don't mind? Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the TCIPA is going to be poured uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, at um, at the uh, Market uh, Beer Company in San Pedro Square in San Jose. Uh, Wednesday night at uh, Brass Taps in Vacaville, and at Zeitgeist on Thursday night. And oh, perfect. The following week on the 21st in Chicago at the Lynx Tap Room, and uh, 22nd Friday will be at the uh, Beer Temple. Are you going to Chicago, so, too? You're going to those well, Sully and I will be in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. Sully and I. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, good. Well, safe travels, have fun, and go find yourself some tasty on the shelves from our good friends over at the 21st Amendment, who, God, we have known for, for so long now, um, sure. and it's great to see them. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm telling you. I'm fans of theirs. How crazy would it be if that becomes their 805? Well, they get, wow. it's a one-time shot by, by definition. Nah. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I just say it's a one-time shot. That's the series that it's in. That they're only going to make it once? Yeah. Right, I, I, I call d- bullshit. I doubt that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what no. they said about eight oh five. They didn't say no. They didn't say that. They said whatever other bullshit. We'll only sell it in the eight oh five until it went fucking gangbusters. Yeah. And now it's you know they 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 it's it they, it has its own brewery. It, it's eight oh everywhere. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I do think the beer is that good. We'll see what happens. It's very good. They shouldn't just put it on a shelf somewhere. They're very very happy done. with. The beer. Good. Good. All right. You can go to 21st, I believe it's what, 21st-amendment? Yeah, dash amendment.com. 21st-amendment.com. Check out. And there's, you I saw You can go to their actually, find some link, and you can see if it's going to be, you put in your zip code, you can see if it's going to be in your area. And the event list that Tasty just mentioned oh, yeah. is on there, too. Exactly. So go check it all out. All right. Let's get out of here, boys. Yay. Oh, sounds good. And girl. Talking to Beardy, of course. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, next week on the program, we've got Upland Brewing Company uh, from Indiana. Yeah, yes. and Marshall from Brewlosophy will be joining us as well. Ooh. In studio? Not really? in studio, what no. What the fuck? Why he's do a big I never pussy get right to now. see him? Because he has a podcast now. Right, he's too big. Oh, we, the podcast. limo, his limo, his Tesla limo that he bought oh. from people donating to his podcast um, <laughs> won't make it out here. Interesting. Yeah. Make it I saw him at, I want to say Firestone. He's different. He looks different than he sounds. He has a hipster he a, mustache on. Yeah, I now. thought he was a big fat nerd. No, he looks like a fucking douche with that mustache on, though. Don't tell him, though. Right. Well, he... Probably would never hear he that. He doesn't look like the big fat nerd that he sounds like. And, actually, yeah. he was pretty cool. No, he's a good dude. I, yeah. I like I like Marshall. He likes nice karaoke, guy. though. Why won't he come in here? Because well, um, he lives in, like, too. fucking Modesto or Fresno. something like that. Fresno, yeah. And he just... I don't uh, know. He's a kid, and he just... Uh, why does know. he live in Fresno? It's been he's, excuse he's been here before. Fresno, yes. Not while I was here. You got to do. Well, he's been here be once before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I asked him, and he goes, "No, I can't make it." I'm like, "Okay, well, that sucks because Upland makes some really good beers. They do. He's probably got a baby or something." There's hot chicks at the bar right Couple. now. We got to wrap this up. All right, what? let's go <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. We're the wrong, I'm at, is this, Look at that. It's a different bar for a second. You're gonna wrap one of them up. <laughs> wrap it up. They're wrapped in plastic. All right. All right, Upland and Brewlosophy yeah. next week. It's gonna be a good show. Probably right. a little long too. Yeah. Uh, thanks once again for holding down the fort while we were gone. Uh, I am here for the next couple weeks and excited about that. Then, of course, we're doing a show uh, live from our Fort Collins location. So uh, stay tuned to our social media and everything I can do to uh, keep you abreast mm-hmm. of those situations. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Two breasts is better. A breast is fine. That's right. 
Congratulations again, JP. All right, thanks, man. Good luck with your new life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. Yeah. 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 I feel like uh, the like the middle of Alien when they like shoot the dead guy out into space and he just flips out into space. <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel like you guys are doing to me right now. Kind of. Yeah. But only psychologically, what? because I feel like now, like you gotta, you've been doing it anyway. But now yeah. you're like more apt to like keep showing up for work mm-hmm. because you're fucked. Yeah. Um, I've been it, fucked for years. It'll be an escape. <laughs> yeah. And then everything else around your life is just now fucked, too. Yeah. But good. I mean, whatever. You, well, live, in, we, you live in the chaos, and it's fine. No, it's all about, life's all yeah. a bunch of changes. Yeah. Fucky loves company. Yeah. Maybe yeah. all chaos every time. But yeah. A year ago, I never thought I'd be in this position. And five years ago, I never thought I'd be in this position. And, and right. to be honest with you, it feels good. Well, when you have I your 18th child. Fuck uh, my Terrence. <laughs> and you keep saying, I'm not Should bad enough. Yeah. We are done building little grease over in Oakley. I hope you become the cat lady of children. Like, you just have, <laughs> my God, 17 children. doesn't make that much money. Just laying around. <laughs> you're just like, hey, pass the fucking video game thing. Right. Handle thing. Handle. Control? Bring yeah. my cane. That. Yeah. Uh, Prop right. me up so I can play Mario Kart. I'm going to kick your ass. And then Destiny 12. Kick your ass. <laughs> All right, you ready? Ready. Let's ready. get out of here, everybody. Thanks. Everybody oot. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. We welcomed Steve from Cloudburst Brewing out of Seattle, Washington, in studio even. Check out all of his past, present, and future beers over at cloudburstbrew.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew, Mac McDonald. At Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at another beardy, and the great Beverly is crushing cyberspace like a burrito at Bevo One. JP thinks Twitter is dead, and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. Today's show is produced by Bevo, and your host has been Justin. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. JP's an asshole. Justin's a nice guy, and winning the race, JP does.